Chris Thomas. Jamal Thomas. Our other co-hosts will be joining us shortly. You're listening to the 100th episode of the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? You can catch us here on 98.5 WJYN every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. and online on UptownRadioPhilly.org. And, man, what a week it has been, man. So I guess uh, I guess I'll start with my gloat train for the uh, second week in a row. Uh, you know, Obviously, the gloating will come to an end when we get to Super Bowl. But in Philly basketball, the beard is here. Yep. Um, it's been a long time coming. A trade I wanted us to execute last year, uh, but obviously Tim and Fertitta's pettiness knows no bounds, so he didn't want to do a deal with Daryl Morey. And confirmed. And confirmed now. So, uh, and you got nothing for James Harden. But, you know. It's funny. The best player out of that entire deal that Brooklyn gave up ended up to Cleveland. Which is hilarious. Oh, no, no, no. And, And a funny twist of fate. Both of them ended up in Cleveland because Karis LeVert is now a Cleveland Cavalier. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Cavs, uh, randomly. But, uh, yeah. Land, baby. I don't know whether to start more with the Ben part of this or the Giants. So, I'm going to start with the bad before we get to the good, I guess, because it's easier to just do that. I feel like we could start with the good because the good can just easily be wrapped up because I feel like once we get into the bad, there's like a lot more layers to peel off. This is true. Okay, so the good is James Hart is yeah. here. Uh, the best offensive perimeter creator we've had since one Allen Iverson. Um, a, a walking 25-10 and 10 at this point in his career. Now, obviously, you know, people say he's been a bit slowed down. But I think one of the things that people fail to realize when you make that statement is last year this was a guy who was in heavy MVP consideration one of the best players in the league once he got to the Nets carried the team while Kyrie was out at points where Durant was out just different moments where he still was the guy from Houston um, who less than two years ago was averaging 35 a game and carrying a team with Eric Gordon and and uh, other types of random people so I mean it is what it is uh for me, the biggest thing that I see now is the offensive style of our team is going to change for the better. Uh, Doc is known to let his guys play for better or for worse. So it is what it is in that type of situation. But I'm more so looking forward to how this frees up Joe to not be double teamed, how this frees up Tobias to not have to make any other decision besides to either shoot or drive. That's all you do is shoot and drive. That's it. I don't need you to do anything else. Also, I'm looking forward to four concord match just going back to just shooting. Um, yeah. So I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna ignore the four concord match comment, um, <laughs> aka Turkish Jr. Smith, um, irrational confidence guy. You need one of those guys. He's gonna hit a big game winner in the playoffs and then go to the crowd be like I told you so. And it's like, dude, you were 0 for six before that. But it's okay. Hey, what's your point? <laughs> That's what he's going to say in the press hey, conference. Hey, Mike Scott can hit a game winner and act like nothing he did before didn't happen. Oh, then. Can we never mention that name in Sixers them again? They really built an entire fan base. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. But people have tattoos. Mike Scott has tattoos. and He's not even on a team anymore. You hate to see it. Um, yeah, but I think for all the people who are just like, oh, James Harden's a sullen teammate and he cries his way out of situations. and da, 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 da. Look at Houston's roster. And what they expected him to play with. They signed John Wall. No, I'm sorry. They traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall. You signed Christian Wood. You're like, oh, Eric Gordon's still here. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? You want me to carry these guys to the finals? 
against the Warriors. No, I'm not doing it. I'm good. So he wanted out. He wanted to come here. He saw that we had a need for a perimeter scorer. Ben could have still been the facilitator. You still would have had the option of Tobias or possibly, you know, if the, however the trade would have worked out to get him here. But I just think that it was funny that he winds up coming here and now there's a better version of this team that's presented with him on the table with the development of Maxi. Yeah, because you gave up less. Way less. I honestly thought you would have had to at least include one of Matisse or Maxi. Mm-hmm. And I was honestly okay with either one of them being in the trade because of how much we needed him as a perimeter scorer. But if I had to choose, I would forego Thibault before Maxi. Wait, you saying you would give up Thibault before Maxi? Yes. Yeah, 100%. You can always find a great defender. And as much as I love Matisse, his shot hasn't developed enough for me to forgive uh, how great of a defender he is. That's true. So I, I, I think my overall feeling is excitement because, like, I don't know if any position in Philly sports has been less fulfilled in the last 20 years over all the four major sports of having an offensive creator in basketball than anything else. Like, we haven't had a guy. We haven't had a, anyone. You know what I mean? You get a Bryce – you get a, a – we had a T.O. at some point in football, like top five guys. We don't get trade those. trade for Jason Worth. You trade it for Jason Like, you don't you don't have those – you know, Claude has been a great, great, great player in hockey at some point. We just been – the Sixers have been terrible. Just terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And then you hit on Joe, and he's everything you want from your franchise player. Shout out to him for one of the greatest memes in history after the trade, by the way, the big Fendi meme. Yeah. I, I think that was the body bag that we all needed for, you know, showing up to your ops funeral yeah. and letting them know that I'm going to see you. I, a net Sixers playoff series has to happen. Has to. <laughs> can, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh I'm just so happy to be here right now because if there was one person I wanted to hear talk about this James Harden deal, it, it was you, Maul. Because I'm sitting there the whole time. So if anybody understands the value of the guy we got and how we've had no playmaker like this since AI, <laughs> I knew it was you. So I'm glad you said that and I don't have to because – this has been sickening the past decade of just maybe keeping Joel a whole season healthy. Now we got a dude who, in my opinion, is on par with him. Yep. Same maybe level. outside of this season because Joel's on crazy. another level right yeah, now. Yeah, he's crazy. Planet. Top five. But if we're going to – yeah, we're going to do averages here. These are two – these are number ones. There's no number two here. We went from having a number one in Joel and two number threes. <laughs> This sounded like a big smoke order right now. Two number threes. <laughs> number and Tobias. Yeah, exactly. Number six with extra dip. Yeah, no. Yo, Tobias and Ben Simmons, those are number threes. I'm sorry. Ben Simmons can go be a number three right now. That's cool. He's not doing it here. This is addition by subtraction, getting rid of Ben Simmons. And then that cherry on top is we got James Harden. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is too good. Yeah, I just when the original deal was like, okay, we want Thibel and Maxi and two first round picks to Houston. I'm just like, yeah, back then you didn't know what you were going to get from Maxi because Maxi was a rookie. And granted, I don't know who had the foresight for this to happen. Well, shout out to you know the Houston Rockets owner for being petty, so we able to see what we got out of Maxi to begin with, which is now a perfect compliment because we have two guys 
who can not only get their own shot off the dribble, but attack it. We haven't had that throughout my entire life. Yeah, I've watching never seen that. Well, now you're talking 80s Sixers. Yeah, now you're talking to Andrew Tony and, and yeah. Doc and, and Young Barkley. The only, like, the only thing minorly close to that was like Holiday and Iguodala, and that's a poor man's version of that. That is an extreme that – that man has not eaten. In that's months. a lottery team is what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> they were, one, ga- they were one game away from that Eastern Conference Finals. And so was Derrick Rose's knee. So let's not forget oh. about that. Hey. We got rid of Joe Kim too, because he was he was keeping them in that. <laughs> Let, nobody ever mentions that. It's he was like we almost lost to Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> just Joe Kim Noah. Nobody remembers because it didn't happen. Lou no, Dang was there. <laughs> First of all, Thibodeau should be arrested for how he did that man. Thibodeau, I I got a lot of problems with that man. <laughs> I watched that draft night with Maul when we traded and got Jimmy Butler. He was like, you got Jimmy. And I'm sitting there like, oof, he's not going to like it here. Can we not talk about Jimmy? <laughs> I'm, it still hurts. It still hurts? <laughs> it still hurts. Even when we got James, it still hurts. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was, was a sixer. Yes, he was a sixer. He like, was. But we chose In the words of Mark Zumoff, Jimmy Butler, you are a 76er. Um, remember when we chose McNabb over T.O.? We've made some mistakes in hindsight. Who? I don't think this is one of them, though. I, no, no this, this is smart. This, this, is this smart. works. This was a risk you had to take. In the end, you were going to give away Ben Simmons. He yep. was not going to play. So yep. any value that you were going to get from him, trade Harden or not, was going to be an upgrade because Simmons wasn't going to be stepping on the court. Granted, I like Seth Curry, but Seth Curry shouldn't be a deal breaker for you to get a James Harden. He shouldn't be, but I was still upset about that. I wanted to keep him because – my number one thing with Joel Embiid is when you just put that type of shooter, J.J. Redick and Seth Curry, things become a lot easier. We almost get lazy with it where we're just like, all right, we'll just do that handoff, pick and roll, we'll make that work. Yeah. And But the thing is now is that the so fact that we were able to go from we have to include either one or both to Houston to get Harden to keeping both of them. So now this yeah. version of Joel Embiid, He's not only you know leading the league and scoring, but the way he's passing out of double teams and going going to the finally. cutters, this is amazing. Well, he finally and, trusts his teammates. Yeah, yeah, and he's leading by example by trying to get the best out of his teammates. And then you got Harden. That pick and roll is going to be great. You still got Matisse Stiebel, who's still a great defender. Max is a real good cutter and good attacker at the rim. Also, Danny Green is finally where he belongs. That's on the bench, just giving you. Sh- uh, su- just uh, occasional three pointers. That means a three time champion. Watch yourself. All right. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> man is the three time champion. I watch. said it for months. I was just like, I don't, I can't think of a NBA championship team now that will have Danny Green in the starting lineup. The not, Lakers not literally did version. it less no, than. No, no, no. Not the old versions. I'm talking about right now. Oh, okay. All right. All right yeah. now. I'm like, I don't think this is it, guys. The funny thing, he did it back-to-back years. He did it in he Toronto, and <laughs> he did it in L.A. He did. I think that's over. By the way, people wanted us to trade uh, Ben Simmons for Malcolm Brogdon and, and some oh, sort of package. I've been on Reddit the past week. Like, like, what were those trades y'all wanted to do? Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hill. Harrison Hill's? Barnes. <laughs> we already have Harrison Barnes at home. It's Tobias Harrison. We have Harrison Barnes with no bounce and, oh less, and less of a jumper. We have We have <laughs> – like the most expensive version of Harrison Barnes, <laughs> the Cadillac of Harrison Barnes, <laughs> the, 
the greatest, the greatest number four in our NBA oh, history. Oh, number four. First of all, Ooh. I'm gonna take. A I'm tired. If, if all right, if there's an order of who gets the last shot oh on the God, Sixers, Maxi right? over him. Yes. <laughs> give me a Maxi ISO possession in a playoff game before you give me a I Tobias. I do one. like that more. I've liked Tobias. There's no speed. It's no you, you can't get to the rim. You <laughs> <laughs> pull up mid range short. I'm like, dog. I'm like, dog. You just lean in. I'm like, bro, you're just Dollar Tree Carmelo Anthony. No, no, no. That's no. It's not even Dollar Tree. That that's Bodega Carmelo Anthony. Bodega the Bodega toys. Yeah. Oh no. Bodega Carmelo. Long John Silver Carmelo Anthony. I've never seen one of them in person. (laughs) And I hope I don't have to watch too much Tobias Harris for the rest of my life. I'm sorry. When I saw he didn't get traded, I was like, "Eh, you know, win some, lose some. You trade him on draft night to get another first round pick. That's even better. Get one of them picks back. Yep, you they them said that back. in the presser when they were Listen, talking. Listen, when I heard Lord. the news about like him going to Oklahoma City, I'm like, look, please let us get Lou Dort. I don't care. Throw a pick. Oh, if we get you Lou know Dort, how we I have about Lou Dort. I'm just like, oh, my God. But see, Lou can shoot. So then <laughs> yes, Matisse doesn't yes, matter. It's like yes. Matisse is just the Bash Brothers from Mighty Ducks. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> They're just out there locking people up, trapping Bruh, people it, in it's the corner. Just, it's, it's Shane Batty and Tony Allen on the Grizzlies. <laughs> That's, that's actually a fair. perfect combination. Yeah, yeah. that is. That's, that's a perfect really comparison. Good. How were they allowed to do that? That's not fair. That's because they couldn't score. So they was like, they got to have something. Yeah, true, true. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. If we get Lou Dort, that would be fantastic. But right now we have the most expensive Harrison Barnes. And I feel like that's a flex sort of. If yeah. we win the title and it's like we're paying him 35 He's the highest paid guy on the team for most of the season. So, Carm, the uh, number one James Harden hater in the room, how do you feel about the beard being on your team? No. I mean, I mean, I feel happy about it. I think it was a good decision, If you know, with everything said and done. I think it was a good decision. But, I mean, I still don't think that we have enough to win. I don't. I'm sorry. I think that. Who are you afraid of in East? It's, I'm afraid of the Bucks. First and foremost, that's – and obviously – I mean, obviously the Nets kind of like – we don't know gonna what's going to happen. But either way, I think that as we've seen in the past and through the history of any winning team, you need more than just two-star players. You need the whole package. You need bench a bench play. That's very important. And I don't think we have enough. I just don't think we have enough. Like, unless we get – like, even Doc said at the press conference, he was like, we have great – he was like, we have great people. We got Tony Allen. We got – he had the nerd and come out of his office and say, Bassy. I was about to slap the screen. I was like, Bassy? Like, that's a joke. Hey, hey, hey. That no. boy could rebound. Nah, that nah, boy could rebound. Nah, 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 nah. That boy could rebound. I don't give a damn. I'm not feeling the Bassy thing at all. I'm just like, he really included him? Like, that's not even a fact. All of Reddit trying to hype me up on Bassy. Y'all ain't never seen the boys like y'all see each other. <laughs> Yo, stop it. Stop it. I just love Philadelphia Reddit. Like, it's, I just it's one day it's Bassey, then the other day it's B-Ball Paul. But, I'm like, just... and either way, Doc was like, we're looking. Because even Doc knows <laughs> that we like we need that presence and we're going to miss that. I don't care what anybody says. Joel can't do it all, and he's been doing it all. And, so you know, he's a big. take? I mean. Hey, Paul Millsap is offended by your comment. No, no, no. I think I'm Paul Millsap, okay, Paul Millsap is great. I, listen, but he's not a true, f- he's more of a four. You know, he's more yeah. of a, you know, mid-ranger now. He's not going to get up. Like, you mean he's not, the, he's not the same player that he used to be. Yeah, so, I just think that we just need more. Like, I would feel, I would feel better if we replaced what we lost in a, in a Drummond, which I think can be replaced. We can get, find someone to replace. I'm not saying Drummond's an NLB. He was great for us. I loved him coming off the bench. I'm not going to say. Lopez. Just he's so, a free agent? Uh, he will be. Out. He will be. Yeah, so just someone like that. And then another yeah. shooter. 
and then I will feel better. I'll oh, be like, all right, gosh. we got this. That's that's my that's how I see it. I, I feel, just uh, no, I agree. I just you. think I that I don't think it's enough yet. The Harden and Embiid, it's a great combo, but I, I just don't feel comfortable because just seeing how this league and how deep. The, like yeah. these teams are and the benches and just like these little plays and little things. It's just like we have to be almost like Joel said, we got to be almost perfect to win before Harden. Right. Yeah. So it's like mistakes are going to be made. People, we go into these final series. People are going to, you know, put their, their, their schemes against us and be ready for us. And it's like, we got to have people who are going to be our X factors. Like Joe, everyone knows Harden and B that's a given, but like, what else are we going to bring to the table? Because, these, like I said, these teams are getting deep. And when we get into a playoff series, we're going to get exposed if we have those weaknesses. Goran Dragic just got bought out. Now, my only counter argument I would say is if we go with your theory, then explain the next Bucks series from last year because you had a Nets team that had Harden on one leg. That was a rough series. Kyrie and Kevin Durant was just dominating, and it still was a seven-game series. And if Kevin Durant isn't a ginormous freak and his <laughs> feet aren't 17-and-a-half yeah. size, right. they're going to the finals. So, I mean, that was a close series, though. That exactly. Was. Down to the wire, but wire. Like, if KD's foot was on that line like that, who knows? Like, it could have been, been the a Nets. Whole, exactly. You know what I mean? So, it, but here's the thing having KD, Kyrie, and all that that they had versus the Bucks, it came down that close. So, imagine our roster versus, say, like the Bucks. I would say our roster right now is better than the Nets roster last year. Than the, ne- the Nets oh, last, oh, year? last year? Yeah. I'm trying to think oh, about who they had last year. No, the Nets year. are scary. They didn't have, Pe- yeah. they didn't have Petty Mills yeah. last year, so that's one thing. I'm trying to think I who else they – well, okay, so, okay, so maybe that – no, when Patty Mills was a free agent, I was like, yo, we should get Patty yeah. Mills. Like, that's what I said in my head because everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, Patty, he's different. He's not the same. Like, yo, he, he is a baller. Shoot. I saw the Olympics and KD threw his arm around him. I said, damn. He got him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's appalling. He got by he's him still. He's like he the number one three-point shooter in the but league right now. But he's trying to do that with Dave, and I'm just like, ah, oh, no, bro, it's not going to work. Dang. It's different. That's different. That's different. That's he said different. you a son. Wow. Me. Get off me. But I can't even hard to hate. Like, I'm happy about it. I think it's good, especially because Ben was never playing for us again. So it's like to get a Harden for that. I think, you know, we came out on top. But I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous. It's like, what else are we going to get to bring to the table? Real quick, uh, once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYN, the running back sports show. We have Kai Carlin calling in at 430. If you want to call and join the discussion, that number is 215-763-9596. But also, speaking of the Bucks, they did a real sneaky move at the uh, trade deadline. Getting Serge. Serge Ibaka. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't feel about that. Well, because if Brooke can't come back, Serge can do everything nah. Brooke can do. And Serge was looking okay lately. So I, I I don't. I think know. he's played himself back in shape with a Clippers team that doesn't really expect anything. Exactly, because so. all the injuries that they've had. Yeah. Um And not to mention, it's like you know. could you could play four out and have Giannis be on the perimeter and drive. Driving. I, I gotta Giannis see. It. I gotta see. I really hope it works because I don't know what it is. I watching the Bucks win that title. I'm like, I kind of like them right now. I don't know why. No yeah. offense. No you offense. think they're gonna repeat? No, I didn't say all that. Oh, okay. No, Ooh. no. But I did enjoy watching them. They had some really great highlight plays in yeah. that finals. Yes, series. that was a great finals, yeah. honestly. A really good finals for it to be a 16 I series. do think you guys will be going back to the finals. So, come on. Come on. No, you're not. Really? You don't You don't think the Suns will go back? Who? who the Warriors? Fan, I am inevitable. <laughs> Draymond Green, <laughs> Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson just woke up. Did you not see him have 33 casualties? Oh, I was the other so night? mad watching that. They're like, awake. The Lakers They're suck, awake man. again. I mean, ooh, sorry. Oh, is it terrible? Oh yeah, Lakers, about oh, yeah. that. I'm sorry, Lakers man. Lakers are irrelevant. 
Right maybe now. LeBron right can go to Cleveland no. and they draft right Bronny now. and he just. You never know. That's not going to happen. That's, that's not going to happen. Listen, the Lakers get into the play in. You never know. They got a chance. LeBron the play in. The play in. Yeah. Jim Moore play. Listen, y'all can talk about it now. Y'all can laugh now. Laugh now. The words are Laugh now, my friends. Laugh now. But the Lakers, I never will sleep on LeBron and AD. Never, ever. And I never can count them out. I don't sleep on LeBron. AD, I'll take a full 10 hour nap. Russell Westbrook, I'll go in a coma. Russell Westbrook, that's what they LeBron, he will carry that team through they, the playoffs. And all they need is one game. All they need is a series. They considered trading Westbrook for John Wall. Which would have been. And the only reason they didn't do it, because they were like, we, we want Taylor Horton Tucker, too. It was like, no. I'm like, what do y'all see in this man? He's um Rodrigo Robois. You remember Rodrigo Robois, who was the most untouchable player? The most untouchable player that, that never is. did Ooh. nothing in history. Why? Dallas would not trade him for Why? anything. Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker, when they gave him the money, I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I didn't. Rob Polinka must be seeing watching, something in practice. You're not watching every Lakers game. Right. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. Are you watching a fair amount of Lakers games? But they no. on TV all the time. I watch. So I'm not. See them well, you know what I do watch? I watch funny. plenty of those Lakers games at 10:30. <laughs> oh my! Oh, well, tonight <laughs> on NBA on TNT. The Portland Trailblazers versus the Phoenix Suns. Tonight on NBA on TNT, the Portland Trailblazers versus the Dallas Mavericks. NBA TV late night games are terrible. I'm like, nobody wants to watch that, man. No, for real, I'm really getting disappointed with the 10:30 slots lately. I'm like, yo, like, I don't, like, I don't want to see these play. Well, these, that's because the teams. Western Conference kind of sucks right now. Like yeah. when I see the Jazz I, always on the, the marquee, I'm like, yo, the Jazz. Like I just don't be wanting. To, like, I know Donovan Mitchell, but I don't get, be interested in the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, get out. <laughs> No, what are you no don't do that about Spider. Rudy Gobert is a great partner for him. And, and he owns points. Anyway, he's, <laughs> he's the best defensive player in the league, all right? You yeah, watch when it's not the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> when it's literally not the playoffs. <laughs> I just love watching that Clippers Jazz series and just watch Teron Lue just like make Rudy Gobert look like an idiot. Yeah, he's like, you got to run out here, bro. We're not going in there. <laughs> Nobody's doing it. He's, he's like, like, come guard the perimeter. He's like, I. The stifle tower. Step, they go right by him. Yo, like, you know Ooh. how like on NBA 2K, it's like you got lateral quickness. Yep. Rudy Gobert zero. Negative. <laughs> negative lateral negative. quickness. Negative. I'm like, bro, just start fouling people. I'm sorry if it's I was negative you, lateral quickness people. and like zero speed. He likes Samuel Dallenberry. He has two things. He's either gonna block your shot hey, or get dunked on. He's a That's, legend. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. You forgot the third thing. Foul. Remember, he got like four fouls in like five minutes. <laughs> he was black Zaza Pachulia, and I respect him for that. Don't do that. I'm I sorry. got love for both of them. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave Sammy D out of it. That was he my boy. He came to my grade school. Don't do that. <laughs> Who, Sammy? Yes. You're right. You're right. I'm going to leave Sammy I've out of it. I've never seen somebody that tall. I was like, this is amazing. Hold on. I just need to know something real quick, though. Like, this is this is kind of like all off, off <laughs> camera. How is Sammy Dallenberry your boy, but you got a problem with Thaddeus Young? I'm not, I'm not going to go into my Thaddeus Young diatribe because we got a caller about, coming up. We only got an hour and a half left of the show. But Thaddeus Young is – he, especially in the era he was in, was the most useless player of that era. But <laughs> no, that's Kevin Ollie. Ninety-eight point five WJY head. Hello. All right. Kevin Ollie, yo, why First, are you coming at Kevin Ollie? I couldn't score a bucket with him in NBA Live. I'm that's because like, you what? wasn't built right. You had to go that pick and roll, and then you guys he got me right next to the basket. I'm like, all right, mid range. First of all, if I can score, three. first of all, no. if I can score a bucket with Speedy Claxton, you could score a bucket. I mean, you oh, did you, drop you 55 with Hollis Thompson before. That, that was legendary. <laughs> I've never figured that in a quadruple overtime. Michael Carter Williams had 20 assists. <laughs> Michael Carter Williams, he he. 
He has a lot to do with where we at right now. Absolutely. He really and does. He's out for us and Sam Hinkie, you yeah. know what I mean? Shout out to Sam. Yo, the process we, is over. When we No, not till we get that parade down broad. That's Where's the only Joel Embiid's got the super soaker giant pack I on his back wait. shooting vodka I'm out on cry. the people? I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I cry when we won the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone's gonna wonder, hey, where's James Harden? He's like, oh, he's still at the live. Yeah, he's, yeah, I was gonna he's say, actually he's been on a, a, a strip club crawl. <laughs> Give him a strip club float. I was like, this is highly inappropriate, but but you know, I love it. We'll allow it. <laughs> we'll allow it. We'll, we'll build one in your honor. <laughs> this is if we win, though. We'll call it Harden. A, a statue with an anatomically correct beard. It has to have it. It has yeah. to have the beard. We'll, we'll, we'll call it Harden's. <laughs> Take the call. <laughs> Hardens. <laughs> oh my! Ninety-eight point five WJ. Hit my music, boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's up, crew? What's going What's on? Up? What's up? Bro? So the beard is here in Philly, huh? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. See that for your mouth, of guys here. The beard is here in Philly. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Ben's going around telling everybody, oh, what was the Philly fans made me leave and everything? It was best for my mental health. He looked yeah. pretty happy. Especially on yeah, that bench. Ben. Yeah, we believe, we believe Ben, don't we? Not, not in the slightest, sir. Not no, slightest. we can't question someone's mental health integrity that they only told us about after they started losing money. Why would you do that, Freeman? No, no, we don't question the mental health. He only brought it up after he kept on getting fined by the six when I wanted to play. You know, it because he had a spy made a concentrated marshmallow and whipped cream. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he said it wasn't about the org or the fans or any players. It, it was just about him. Right. It was about him and yeah. his life and it's his personal mental health. It's about making a message. You know? What was right. the message? It's about drama. I mean, I don't, there's the thing. I don't power. believe him. But I will say it's wrong because he's giving people who really do struggle with that. He's just making it harder because it's true. Like sometimes you can seem happy and you seem fine or whatever. And then deep down or when you go home, you're like a mess or you're a wreck or whatever. And that happens all the time. So it's not like that those things don't happen, but it's just in his case, he just makes it very hard to believe him and just his sincerity because it's just his actions since he got traded. And it's just like you've been in, in a recluse and you've had your mental health. But as soon as you get traded, it's like, okay, now I'm back, back in energy. I don't know. I just think it, yeah, is, it well, makes that's, it hard. That's, that's the thing that's sick about me, Ben, but sickens me about Ben Simmons the most because him playing the mental health card that made my that made my blood boil. I see nothing but red because I'm, because Chris already knows you know mental illness is something you know our fam- that our family's dealt with. So by him going going that route, right. I have no respect for him. Okay, he's a spineless jellyfish. It makes us sick like strawberry quick. That's how I feel about Ben Simmons. And if he bails out on that game March tenth. You know, he gets a hangnail, he gets a uh, athlete's foot. You know, man, we are going to rip him apart. We're going to rip him apart anyway. Mr. Norris, let's see he if, said let's he, see if he has play. the nerve. He said he hopes he can play. He said, I hope so. They said, Do, do you want to pl- play? Do you want to play? Are I'm you excited like, to play? He said, I hope so. He said, I hope I'm, I hope I'm ready. That's what he said. Yeah. So he want to play. Yeah, he might have a hangnail by then. You watch out. Um, never know. Or he might have a, he might have a migraine. His or ego is on a thousand right now. He's on cloud nine. He's feeling himself. You see, you all smiling. Got the diamond studded earrings and in the best co- press conference. Okay. You gonna have to sell those. Okay, things. Benjamin and Kardashian. Okay, no problem. <laughs> you know, and as far as Harden goes, you know, it's funny because remember a couple of years ago, you know, when he was still in Houston, Moore was willing to ship Simmons, 
Maxie Thiebel, two number one picks to Houston to get Harden, P.J. Tucker, and a second-round draft pick. Mm. You know, granted, you know, I don't, you know, I'm going to miss Seth Curry and everything. You know, go figure. He led the Nets to, lose their lose, to, to beat their losing streak last night. Yep, yep. I'm going to miss that pop that, you know, Seth gives and everything. We got to give him something to get something. You know, and Drummond was a rebound machine, but, you know, we'll see what happens at the buyout market. But um, all things considered, I don't think we gave up as much as as much as we could have for uh, Harden. So um, we didn't have to cut the they had to cut the young core of our team. So I'm happy with that. Absolutely. So once once the beer whips itself into shape, you know he gets out of that dad bod, you know wearing a sweater vest and whatnot and everything. You know, hopefully he still got enough gas left in the tank to light it up. But what do you think about him not signing the uh, one year extension? He mentioned in the press conference he is going to opt in. Okay, so when? Kyrie Irving. Well, he what literally happened is the trade went in so late he missed the deadline to opt in. So yeah. he couldn't opt in anymore. Yeah. It wasn't that he didn't want to. They just they got the everything done so late he couldn't opt in. But he did say uh, he's, he wants to opt in because he knows a half a year might not be enough to build the chemistry and really get the roster around them to really make the championship push. Yeah, and not to mention. Because they didn't trade Tobias yet. He knows that. He knows. We'll see. They yeah. asked we'll him see. specifically about He's like, Tobias. Tobias, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I can help him. Yeah, because we I still can help got him. The most generic Tobias right is, at Tobias. All his answers are generic. <laughs> like, yeah, Maxi. Oh, yeah, he can give us 20 a night. <laughs> yeah. No, he loves like Maxi. You can tell night. he likes Maxi. No, yeah. he likes Maxi. I think he has. Who don't like Maxi? Maxi's just Thank God Tobias no longer the second option. Thank God. Oh, my goodness. Tobias will be number four now. You mean five option? I don't know. He's ISO for the winner? And four. 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 I'm being yeah, nice. Got, hey, that man got a game winner. Corkinator. The Portlandator? The Corkinator. Oh, the Corkinator. It's, it's the Furkinator. Speak, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, how's how, how this, how this for y'all? Mm. Last Wednesday, at my, my, my building, the Wanamaker building, at the Crystal Tea Room, the Sixers were hosting a charity event. Hmm. Okay? Season ticket holders. Okay, other people that paid to see the Sixers. And guess what? That's what happened. No Sixers at all showed up for the event. What? That's wild. What day oh, was wow. this? Oh damn! Wednesday. Last no, Wednesday. Those sixes they all show for the event. I'm saying, oh, uh, they can't, they can't, you know, another team can show up because uh, it's COVID restrictions. I'm like, really? All we got was Mark Jackson for about like 45 minutes to keep that one. Former Sixer. I sold a PlayStation. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Are you surprised? You sold a PlayStation to Mark Jackson? Yeah, I didn't think it was the yeah. Mark Jackson. Mark, ja- Mark, ja- Mark Jackson, you know, the, play- the, uh, the host of the show. You know, the host of the Sixers show, he showed up, you mm-hmm. know, took some pictures that he was gone. All they got left was the Sixers dance team that was out there breakdancing. <laughs> Sixers breakdancing. Are you and trust me, people were not happy. Let's just say uh, a lot of people left, like, uh, really early. Mm, yeah, ain't no Come Sixers. on, y'all. We couldn't even get Paul Reed, Shake Milton, or a corker. Really? Yeah. Not even some Delaware Bluecoats? We couldn't even get any of the Delaware Bluecoats. That's wild. Dang, no Jaden Springer? <laughs> Yo. I still like him. Yeah. Still, uh, okay, so, yeah. Just for that, the Sixers better make a deep playoff run or they're going to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, it tell me cool. something. So, what do you guys think about the Super Bowl? Uh, <sighs> money on that. I'm not happy. Yeah, oh, neither man, am I. I mean, neither am I. I went Bengals. I said it. Oh, my God. I went Bengals. Yeah, I well, said Car- it. Wow, I did. The loyalty don't exist. Karm is the only one that predicted the Rams to win. I'm not going to get into it. I did have your back on the. I did. I was favorite enough with the Bengals. I was, but I was like, you know what? The Rams just have it all. I did say that. I did. That's not the cool. You know, stuff, <laughs> I was for the Bengals when Matthew Stafford pulled a Matthew Stafford and threw that uh, interception in the back of the end zone. I like wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Boom! 
Staffordism. But, you know, he better be lucky that the Bengals didn't have any offensive line help. Yeah. They could have pulled anybody out of the stands. Somebody could have blocked better. Yeah, you think? And Burrow so, made know, some court. mistakes too. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It was. It was Burrow a couple was getting things. killed back there. And then that whoever was the guy named um the one that dropped it on third and four who in the fourth quarter what was his name uh, uh with a P Smaj P Ryan yes yeah, oh no the fact that Burrow got that pass off on the fourth down with Aaron Donald would have been one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl oh, history had he would have caught yeah. it one of the great, they would have oh. replayed that on NFL films for years yeah had he I'm just that. in the mindset of like listen this is Super Bowl on the line died for it <laughs> yo yeah. literally something yeah. He's oh yeah, yeah, I get on. And on top, on top of that, you know, after Aaron Donald, they got into that scrum on the sideline and everything. They woke up Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald, like you know, he went to work on the, on the Bengals' uh, offensive line and ate their lunch. Yeah, yeah I said that so, too. I was like, don't don't piss him off. I pissed off, man. He went he went buck. Until they all you know? wanted it, they all just that Rams team. They were brought together for that reason, and they all had access to grind individually outside of being Rams. Yeah. Their own. Yeah, well, please. Team. And one more person said, "Man, if he stays a Hall of Famer, I'm like, ah, nah, nah." Mm-hmm. Not, we could get into it. Yeah. We, we check it out. Everyone keeps talking about that. All right, but but Dad, uh, I got I got to cut you off earlier. We got our uh, we got Kai Carlin calling in uh, uh, pretty much after uh, soon because he has to cover the game tonight. So we got to let you go early. Okay, well, first off, I got to say congratulations to my boy for getting that interview with Mark Zumoff. That's my boy. That's my son. Going places. And uh, I'll give y'all a call next week because uh, tomorrow I'm going to Vegas with a little wild son. And if I hit the jackpot, man, it's a nice knowing you. I'll send you a fruit basket. <laughs> Love you, son. I wish you all the best of luck, Dad. Be safe down there. <laughs> I ain't getting no invite. <laughs> y'all, y'all. Stay safe. Bye-bye. All right. So that ad on Facebook, man. Chris, you ain't know that your dad was going to Vegas? <laughs> no. He don't talk. He, he don't tell you. He something? grown and they. He grown and he grown. I don't. I don't need to I know my, my parents. parents whereabouts. I, I, I tell my parents know, like everything I do. Bro. Not because I, mean, I have to. I mean, I mean, I just talk to them. You know, I just talk to them. My mom, I talk to them. All right, all right. We we have a caller. We have Kai Hawk. Hey, Kai, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Chris? How are you? Good. How about yourself, man? I'm good. I'm um I'm on my way back to the arena for Sixers and Celtics. All right. Uh, uh, first off, uh, you know, you being a native Detroiter, so how does it feel watching uh, Matthew Stafford win it all? He deserved it, right? I mean, you know, he spent 12 really bad years in Detroit um, where a lot of people really, they blamed him for, you know, the Lions' failures and the fact that they weren't able to really do anything. And when in reality, the team really didn't put right pieces around them outside of, you know, Calvin Johnson, of course, but outside of Megatron and maybe the one year they had um, Reggie Bush. And uh, just they really weren't – they really didn't put the right pieces there. The one time the Lions had a good defense, they went 11-5, and five, um, and they almost beat the Cowboys in the, in the wild card round of that year in the playoffs. But, unfortunately, the things really didn't go their way. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, if you, put, if you put Stafford on a team that actually cares about winning, this is what happens. So, I, I was very happy to see him win. Okay. Um, so my first question is: Is that the trade deadline was last Thursday? Uh, up before leading up to it, did you have like any insight that that trade was going to happen? No, I didn't think it was going to happen. The reason why is Brooklyn seemed to be very firm that they wanted either Maxi or Thibault to be involved in this deal, and obviously the Sixers really couldn't afford to give up either guy. Um, especially like, a, for example, if you were to give up Thibault and acquire Harden your perimeter defense just immediately takes a huge dip. Uh, you know, like, like that's a huge 
huge loss, especially considering you're also including Ben in the deal, obviously. So, you know, you're not going to have any good perimeter defenders, and at that point, your next best perimeter defender then becomes old man Danny Green. So there really isn't um, anything there for the Sixers to really give up Bible. And it seemed like the Nets were really, like, helping on be like, give us either Matisse or Tyrese. If you give up Matisse, you lose defense. If you use, if you lose, uh, give up Tyrese, then you lose a potential star um, in the future and a guy who is 11 years younger than James Harden. So I didn't think it was going to happen. I knew I knew Harden was going to be a sixer at some point. I just thought it was going to get done in the offseason. Eventually Brooklyn uh, backed off and they settled for two first-round picks. But, yeah, I thought it was going to get done in the offseason. All right. Uh, now that you know you got back from the presser and they talked about you know potentially adding somebody else, there's a roster spot open. So, do you have like any potential insight about who they might add in, like like during the buyout market? Well, the buyout market still has yet to really take shape, right? I mean, Goran Dragic just got bought out. Um, I don't think the Sixers are really going to have any interest in him, but they should. You know, they're a team that needs another ball handler. Dragic has a ton of experience um, being in the playoffs. Uh, not only with the Miami Heat, but with the Phoenix Suns, even earlier in his career. Uh, Dragic went to the finals two years ago in the bubble in Miami. So he's, he's got a ton of experience and a guy who um, he's tough, he's physical, he can handle the ball, he can shoot the ball. I feel like he would be a good addition. But um, another guy, C.J. Augustine, um, he's a guy, he's, he's another veteran, good playoff experience, the guy can handle the ball, he's reliable. That would be a guy I would look into. Um as far as big men go, because obviously that's going to be the big one, especially if you gave up Drummond and the uh, and the Harden deal, you can always look at a guy like Tristan Thompson. Um, I have a feeling the Pacers are going to buy him out at some point. There's really no reason for Thompson to be in Indiana, uh, especially when it looks like the Pacers are hitting the reset button with Tyrese Halliburton leading the way there. There's, like It doesn't really look like there's any reason to have Tristan Thompson, so he would be a guy I would look into. Robin Lopez, another guy I would maybe look into if the Orlando Magic let him go. Um, so, you know, there should be some options eventually. But as far as the buyout market goes, right now you have to kind of wait and see how it takes shape. Hey, Kai, it's Carmen. How are you? Oh, Carmen, what's up? How are you? <laughs> good. Oh, good to hear from you. Um, so my biggest thing was I was watching the presser, and it was funny when um, Paul Millsap was up there, and he was just at, like thanking the girl for asking him a question because he was like, it's getting awkward up here. So I just was chuckling uh, at that. And then I heard you ask your question. I was like, oh, Kai, just sidebar. I was like, oh, look at Kai. But anyways, so Kai, my question for you is, what do you think Paul Millsap's role truly will be on this team? Because, I mean, I don't think – obviously all the interest was in Harden because he's obviously the big star, and he's going to be the biggest difference maker for us but what do you think Paul Millsap's role will be for us this season if if not next season um it's kind of tough to tell right he's a guy who's been in the league 16 years you know it's not like Paul Millsap is a, a, a young guy at this point um yeah, but he is a four-time all-star uh he's a guy who's had a lot of success in the league he's been to conference finals three times in his career he went there with the Jazz in 07 uh with the Atlanta Hawks in 2015 and then most recently in 2020 in the bubble with the Denver Nuggets. So he's a guy, again, he's got a ton of playoff experience, a guy who's been deep into the playoffs. Um, he understands what it takes. Uh, I feel like more than anything, he's going to be most important off the floor, meaning a guy in the locker room who will be a really good veteran voice, a guy who can calm the team down when they need it, um, things of that nature. And, and some, something like that is really underrated in any locker room. As far as on the court, you could totally use him at the back of five for the time being until they uh, make a move in the buyout market. 
Um, you know, he, he's a guy who's got some good size. He can still shoot it a little bit. He's physical. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could see him kind of being the backup five for now until they find somebody else, and then he'll provide depth when they need it. Um, so, Kai, so the – we heard that pretty much James Harden is going to be held out until like after the All Star break. Um, so, like, is it the fact that they just want him to get up to speed, or is that hamstring still bothering him? For for me, Chris, it wouldn't make any sense to throw him out there right now, um, especially when it is a hamstring issue. Like, why have him out there? Throw him out there. Go have him go full speed for two games, two games, and then the All Star break where you're not going to play for eight days. You know, like, what's the point? So. Um, and then he's got to ramp it up again. So, for me, Chris, considering that it is a hamstring issue, he's not going to play in the All-Star game on Sunday either. Um, it's, just, it's the smart, easy decision for me, at least. Like, it kind of just it made total sense just to sit him out and wait for the um, wait till after the All-Star break. Kai, another question. With, with the, all, the roster that we have right now, do you think that we are a top three competitor in the East with the roster that we have now? Like, if we don't get anybody else in the buyout or things just don't work out with our roster now, do you think we could compete with, say, like anyone in the East, like, you know, the Bucks, the Nets, the Heat? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Now, see, like, like that, that's the tough thing, right? Because now, at this point, you still need another shooter, right? I mean, you're still going to need a guy for Harden to kick out to, and in the past, that was Seth Curry. Now it's going to be Matisse Thybul, who shoots 30% from deep. Or mm-hmm. Furkan Korkmaz, who doesn't even shoot 30% from deep. Which, Chris, by the way, I told you, he's not that good. He is who he is. Um, Wait till the playoffs, I, man. <laughs> because I remember the last time I was on, you kept asking me about how impressive Furkan was, and I was like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, like, you know, you're going to need another shooter, like another wing guy. Uh, I thought DeAndre Bembry would have been a really nice addition, but the Bucks went up and snatched him. So um, that's another good piece from Milwaukee. The Bucks did add Serge Ibaka at the deadline, too. That's something a lot of people aren't talking about, which makes sense. The Sixers obviously made the biggest move, bringing in Harden. But um, Ibaka is going to be a very good addition for Milwaukee. He's a proven veteran championship big man off their bench. Um, they just can't leave us Miami uh, is another team you really got to watch out for. That team made the finals two years ago. They already have chemistry. Eric Spolstra is a, an amazing head coach, um, and, and the Heat have, have been together for a while. And then Brooklyn, um, they, they still have arguably the best player in the game, Kevin Durant. He's going to come back, and I think, I think shortly after the break is what I read, like first week of March or something like that, they'll have Durant back. And I'm telling you, uh, if, if there's been rumblings that New York City is going to lift that vaccine mandate, and if they do and Kyrie can play in home games, I mean, again, just like that, that throws like a huge wrench into everything, right? And, um, and Ben Simmons, like for all of Ben's obvious offensive limitations, he's a perfect fit in Brooklyn. He's yeah. an absolute perfect yep. fit there because he's not going to have to shoot. He's not going to have to score as much as he did here in Philadelphia. Um, he's, he's basically going to be a much bigger, talented version of Draymond Green and what he does with the Golden State Warriors. So. Uh, Ben's pretty much all he's going to have to do is pretty much play his usual elite defense instead of Katie and Kyrie. Um, and then, you know, obviously there's the playoff thing where the teams begin to wall him off in round two. But, again, like, I feel like it's just not really going to be that big of a deal, um, especially when you, he, they brought Seth Curry with him too. That's another shooter. So I look at the Nets. I feel like they're still going to be dangerous. Um, the Cavs.
Cavaliers have been very good this year. Now, obviously, they're not ready yet. They're too young. And the Bulls have been good. So I'm not really yet ready to just sit here and crown the Sixers as your Eastern Conference champions. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Kai, one last question before we let you go. Um, what did you What did you make of the uh, the Ben Simmons press conference? I mean, listen, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we can't re, we can't really sit here and like you know talk about a guy's mental health. Um, you know, like I've always argued that mental health is more important than physical health. I've always argued that. I still believe that. Um, because I've always said that like, you can be fully healthy physically, but if you don't have it mentally, then like, what, what good is it? So it's, it's like if you can't, if you aren't happy in, in your current situation, and, and you know there are, um, like like you know you just you're completely depressed every day. It doesn't matter what kind of peak physical condition you're in in, in real life. It doesn't matter. Like mental health is a huge thing. So it, it, like I feel like Sixers fans again, you guys can be disappointed with um and frustrated and upset with how he handled himself. He definitely could have handled himself better, um, but clearly he wasn't happy here. It, it looks like he's happier in Brooklyn, and that's kind of all there is to it. Um, you know, it is what it is. You have to kind of wish him well, wish him luck, and, um, you know, the Sixers got their guy. Harden was, is obviously the one they wanted. Daryl Morey's been wanting him for a while. Harden has wanted Philadelphia. Um, so, yeah, you know, you kind of, again, you, you wish him well, and, and then life moves on. That's pretty much how it is. Uh, Kai, once again, we appreciate you, uh, you know, calling in and giving us insight. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, that nightclub interview you're going to give James Harden on his uh, first night here. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm not really sure when he'll make his debut. Um, my guess would probably be uh, because I mean, you have to remember they got two road games too after the All Star break as well. They go to Minnesota and then they go to New York. So I'm not really sure if he'll make his debut in any of those. Like, why not just save him from March 2nd? when they return home to play New York. So uh, that's going to be kind of my official prediction. I, I think he plays March 2nd against New York at home. Okay. All right, Kai. Thanks, uh, Kai. We appreciate you, man. Drive safely. Carmen, Chris, thank you both. I will talk to you later. All right. All right. Later, Kai. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJ by the end of Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, Carmen, drop that call number. Um, 215-763-9596. I wanted to jump in the whole time and just ask him this question because this has been just destroying my brain. I mean, you could. No, nah, nah, I, I didn't know when. It's like when you, when you try and get in double dutch. You don't, You got to have heart for that. Um, <laughs> did y'all see the top 15 for, like, coaches? Like, you know, I did yeah. the 75 yeah. with. Yeah, the doc's on it. Uh-huh. How is Eric Spolster on it? I was going to say, because <laughs> he said Eric Spolster's name. I was like. Yeah, he wasn't he top five. They put Larry Brown on there. I'm like, but Larry Brown's got a legendary. No, I'm saying in college. I was too. about to say college. Yes, if you add it all together, I'm like, okay, cool. But I thought we were just doing NBA here. Come on, I'm sitting there. I I'm also like, think we really they missed away? a lot of coaches from like the first 25 years. They of the did too. No, no, that's completely true, and I get why they did it because didn't Bill the Russell process. also played and coach? He coached, but it, it wasn't. Cool. He was pretty much like I got. He was LeBron before they knew what, what LeBron was doing. Yeah, he was just undermining the coach. Like guys, I'm calling the play. But they him. had the coaches like vote and select. The coaches now vote and select who they wanted in the top fifteen. I'm like a lot of recency bias there. As soon as I saw Eric Spoelstra, I mean, I'm like, it, what? Because he's been killing you every other night. I get it, but I, I mean, the same thing could be said about that top seventy five. Was Damian? Lillard. Oh no, a lot. I Damian. knew that was gonna go wrong no matter what. That was not gonna. But work. that your boy Dwight wasn't on there. 
Dwight should have been on there. It made no. He should have been on there over Dame. No I'll be. I'll, I'll be. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah. Kyrie was originally on the list, <laughs> and then because of all the vaccine nonsense, they were like, just sweep that under Let the me rug. Slide that on off. The they head. had the yeah. video presentation and everything for it. you. Go watch it online, and they just said, not gonna use that. Yeah, it's like. Wow. Dwight should have been over there over Dame easily because what has Dame really accomplished? Whoa. Oh, he's, yeah. had, he's had some cool He made moments. Portland relevant. That's what he accomplished. That's hard to do. That's Brandon Roy hard. almost did it. Almost. Knees. I mean, I'm about knees. to say, so he pretty much did what Brandon Roy did before his knees gave Y'all up. Y'all are yes. crazy. And he pretty much did what Rasheed Wallace did. Ooh, that's different. The, the Jailblazers was known totally for a different. very different thing than Dame Lillard is Bron- known for. They're already known anyways. I saw oh, all that. They're known for just passing up great draft picks. Oh, oh, oh that's not fair. They're that's known not for that. They that's what they're known the for. Everyone knows the Portland Trailblazers. Hey, fair. did you pass up on Jordan? Yep, you um, pass up on KD. Yep. All right, listen. If Greg Oden's knees, if Greg Oden's knees didn't give out, Greg Oden would have been a monster. Greg Oden was a legend. Okay, well, <laughs> he was a again, monster. He but here's the thing: it's like you KD. already know pre-draft about the medical report about Greg Oden, yes. and you also knew about him on Rand and Roy, and you still took. Yeah, him. but we I knew mean, that about Embiid, and we still. So took like, yeah, Embiid I mean, was the consolation prize because let's be honest: if he was healthy, we have Andrew Wiggins. Exactly. No, Ooh. he was going number one. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, no. Hey. Man. I had to live with it regardless. Then, then what's the, what's the Jordan excuse? Huh? Why didn't you pick Jordan? Okay, that's really their fault because okay, Jordan's well, coach called him and was like, if I could coach anybody for the rest of my life. Do you remember what Sam Bowie's stats were like in Kentucky? Sam Bowie's stats were good, but he was already hurt. Yeah, and they were like, oh, wait, we got mm-hmm. Clyde Drexler. We don't need Jordan. That, and it came down to that. Too. In their defense, it was like three factors. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. In 1983, in their defense, that made sense. Or you got to take rather. the big man in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a Portland Trailblazers fan? No, I'm nobody just, is. Nobody. They, That's, they, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch them. We have to know the roster. I know the roster because of 10:30. That's I really do. I'm like, wow. honestly, I'm like, oh, face the Utah right. Jazz at 9:30 on NBA TV. I became a Nasir Little fan because of them. I'm like, yo, this kid is good. Anthony Simons, he's good. He's a baller. I'm like, I'm like, Juice Nurkic. Oh wait, he's averaging what? Look, 12 and 12, 12 and 12, man, this guy's going to be a really good back. Maybe Martin Gortat? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Hey, hey, hey. Mark Gortat was better on Oh, my gosh. I know. You were you like the Suns. I know. <laughs> I thought of you the whole finals. I was like, you know, the friendship here, I want your team to win. But, but I really, like, I really like Giannis. Uh, no, I, it wasn't even about Giannis. I'm, I'm such a hater that I wouldn't mind if you lost, too. So I'm like, not before the Timberwolves, you won't. Oh, nope. when y'all ever? Well, I don't know. Anthony Edwards is different though. Yeah. He might, he might over rationally confidence himself to a finals. Too. Nobody knows it because nobody watches us. But I'm like, he's the second best defender on the team, and we got like three That's good defenders. No, we have three good ones. Josh Okogie. Josh Okogie, I don't want to see him no more. I'm tired. He's great in the Olympics. Like, in an exhibition He was pooping for Nigeria. He lamp you up. He was I'm like, why can't you do Nigeria. that here, bro? You know what? You know what? We, got, we can do business. You, know, you ever heard of a guy named Tobias Harris? Oh. <sighs> We're not that bad. We're not. A, we're not that bad of a team. We're still in the playoff hunt. Don't do. We gonna be in that playing. Are y'all? We gonna be in that. They're play-in. number six in the, in the West right now. Yo, so wait, if the if Lakers have to play the Timberwolves in the play, would that be your worst case scenario? No, I've been waiting for this for a long time. A long time. We gonna beat them. I'm gonna smile. Oh my goodness. You gonna smile at LeBron going home? We, no, we gonna win that. We gonna win that. Oh, the Lakers are winning that against no, no, the no. Timberwolves winning that. So you gonna smile at LeBron going home? Yep. He should never put that Lakers jersey <laughs> on. I'll never forgive him. 
I'll never forgive You still him. haven't forgiven him to this day. I played Mary J. Blige, No More Drama, like that whole night. I'm like, I'm so never you, so you, so you weren't, so you weren't, <laughs> so you weren't happy about the bubble title at all. I like, I caught myself clapping. I was like, <clears throat> nope. I will not cheer for that. Ex. Nope, I won't. I will not do it. Mm. I'm like, just one more. I'm like, just win five. You're always supposed to get five. But don't get two in L.A. Oh, Go you, back to Cleveland. He, oh, so when I said it, I was ridiculous. He, Darius Garland, uh, oh, uh, uh, Jared he Allen. Back. He should look, go back. I would just look down the bench on the Lakers like. I'm like, Austin nah. Reeves, Co- who? Kobe. Reeves be Kobe. No, he, he been playing, though. He, he be trying his hardest. Oh, yeah. Like, nah, he's he going to be a great he putting up quality You need minutes. one. Yo, a scrappy nah. white guy, you either got to be on the Spurs or the Thunder. Yes. Fact. He put, he been putting out quality the minutes. The Thunder are my favorite down. weird. They are oh. so a lot of white guys on that. <laughs> a lot of white guys on that team. Man, it's Oklahoma, so yeah. Oh, they haven't. You got to appeal to your demographic. Like the club going up. I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm about to say, bro. It's just a bunch wow, of wow, Freeman. I'm about to say, OKC. It's just a bunch club of Europeans going in New up. Dorm. <laughs> Listen, and SGA, who's a French Canadian, it's going down. I'm telling you. Wow. Po- Polka, how you say it? or po- Polka Shvetsky? Po- I, I, I just say Polka. I call him Poco. <laughs> okay, all right. Poku, Poco. He going to be Alka a Poco, Euro listen. League MVP. Josh I'm telling you. Josh Giddy. Josh, no, Josh, Josh Giddy going to be a league. league. He Josh stay. Giddy he is a hooper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Every time I see Shy Gilgis Alexander, I'm like, I'm going to get you out of here. I'm gonna you say, don't belong here. <laughs> I'm going to get you out of here. You know what? Here's the thing. You going to lie? Well, okay, see? I got a guy for you. I got to bring us the locker room together. His name is Tobias Harris. He's, no, he's going to be <laughs> a great player. leader. Great leadership. Great leadership. Great he's leadership. He's a bubble leader. He organized all the activities for the team. <laughs> it only cost you $35 million, and that price do go up. <laughs> Y'all are too much. I love Elton Brand. They're having like, a lot of fun. That's the worst thing he's ever done. No, that but is the worst. In thing. his defense, I always say this, not even about being mad at Tobias. You really have to look at that. Signing in context, like it's funny to make the joke now. He only did it because we thought we were getting Jimmy back. So he's like, "I'll just run the same starting five back, and we'll make up the bench." We chose and then Vince Jimmy was like, and, "And then Jimmy came and was like, yeah, I don't like Ben Simmons.' Oh, okay, oh, I want to go to the Heat." <laughs> yeah, and he was right because Jimmy was right the whole time. He said, "It beats a dog. I don't want to play with Ben Simmons." Everything he ever said about a team. This is why I have. I'm getting the Sixers Butler jersey. I have the Wolves jersey. I get the Sixers like, Butler jersey. Soft. I'm like, I, I know. No, I, <laughs> I was like, Wiggins got no heart. I'm like, I know. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Nah, man. nah, nah. I knew that was coming. You stop it. Stop. <laughs> All star starter Andrew nah. Wiggins to you. I just heard about his little connect with the Japanese band or something, Korean band or something. They BTS? like, he yeah, BTS. They got yeah. him. Yeah, they, they got him all the votes for yeah, all star. I was, I was like, how did Andrew? Hey, Wiggins, he getting K-pop love yeah, like, too. Like, how did Andrew Wiggins get an all star start over like that's, Booker? Uh, that's like, my, that's crazy. That's my sister's favorite. Because uh, God K-pop is not a Timberwolves fan. fan. That's why apparently. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's like hey, people and, like and Carl Anthony Towns a starter. You got Pat Bev. That's your guy. Oh wait, Pat Bev tricked y'all. Out here running around doing nothing. <laughs> well, he's talking a lot of smack about Westbrook. He's like, "Yeah, I told y'all." He said, "Oh, yo, what you who trick y'all? Yeah, he the real magician." That was a clap back for yeah. He was yeah. saving that in the drafts for a oh, while. Yeah, yeah. He went in his same. notes. Patrick like, Beverly used to get a life. Yeah, same, a same with Joel Embiid. No, I'm Patrick I'm all Beverly. for that clap back because Russ. No, Russ no, no. Talks that heavy whole I just years. Pat Beverly just in general just annoys me. But that's that's my thing. It's just like shut up. He always wants to like be at odds with somebody. Like just be quiet. Just play defense. Like the worst. First of all, play defense on the broadcast for Timberwolves games. I'm like, 
Right, please. I wish you would just get on the court. I don't hear you as much there. On the sideline, he's the loudest man in That's the what I'm world. Saying. Like, shut up. No, it's necessary. He's like, play defense. I'm like, we haven't done that in decades, bro. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Garnett, you ever heard of him? Ten net defense. I don't know how this happened. Well, that's because Cat learned how to protect the rim. I know it sounds crazy. He stopped jumping all the time. Every pump fake, he would foul somebody. Well, oh, so he stopped pulling the jump. Well, when your vertical is like two inches, you got to be prepared. Hey, hey, you got to hey. be prepared. He be doing the best two-inch dunks. He <laughs> yeah, really he, do. I mean, he bodied Joe with one. So yes. I mean, <laughs> so. And y'all always love posting that meme of him struggling to post down DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> That's why, and then when people get mad when he be flexing, I'm like, y'all did this to him. Y'all I mean, did When we played L.A. and we were on national television, I was like, kill him. And there's and always the meme of him getting them. choked I'm out like, by Ben Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't, there's no comeback. But, uh, yeah, that was bad. That was a bad joint. Yeah, but uh, to, to, to bring this all back in, speaking of Ben Simmons, uh, we talked about the good, the James Harden, but now that's after a few callers. Let's talk about the bad. Let's talk about the uh, Ben Simmons press conference. You obviously have a lot well, to <laughs> unload about that press conference. I'd love to hear it. So you know that I have not liked Ben Simmons since he stepped foot in the city. It's a because fact. Because of Dave and Buster. Of right? course. I'm never going to forget about that. And I was right the yeah. whole time. <laughs> I just like to say. Well, I have waited well, what are your a thoughts? Time what are your thoughts that? about what, <laughs> what, what, was, what he said in the press conference? Like, What are your thoughts about how that went? Oh, no, no. I'm leading to that. So every <laughs> – okay. I'm leading all right, all right, good, all right. Got you. Because y'all be going on rants and insiders and all that It's 100% leading there. So, for me, all of the things he's exhibiting, all jokes aside, Mm -hmm. are not at all surprising to me. I I, I made this analogy last time we were on the show. He is what everyone thought LaMelo Ball was going to be. Like, attitude-wise, approach to the game, thought process. He's a big baby. Yeah. And he's been babied his entire life, and he's had everything handed to him, whether it's going to Monteverde, whether it's growing up in – upper affluent Australia neighborhood. He has not had to struggle for anything. He's probably been 6'10 or 6'8 since he's been, what, 12, 13. Yeah, so he's probably really been the big biggest player player. in this AAU team. And so for me, when you see him in this press conference, and I'm not going to equate him smiling or him, you know, not seeming to be in a sad disposition as his mental health wasn't real or He's not actually going through things. I don't want to invalidate anything he's possibly going through. But I think you can tell from some of the answers he gave, some of the little snarky comments, some of the I can't get into it type of stuff. And I, and I get it's like this, I guess, code in the locker room. You don't discuss certain things. But I just feel like for me, if you're really going through something that bad, even once I got traded, I still don't want to see anybody until I'm ready. Why was it just automatic? Oh, we got to do the introductory press conference. Why? People get traded all the time and don't have to do the introductory press conference. Why is it that... In this moment, it just felt like now all of a sudden you're ready to play. Now all of a right. sudden you'll be ready in a couple weeks to play. Like hold the nets to that same standard. Like it, you you held the Sixers to listen, I have my mental health, I can't do this, I can't do that. So since I'm still in that mindset, I'm still in the, yes, I'm happy now because I'm traded and that's what maybe was the, the, the cause, the source of my unhappiness or my depression or whatever. And that could be all true, but it's like don't you need a process to really kind of like you're moving now, it's like you, you, know, you went to a new team, this is a whole new thing and just dealing with that kind of transition, yeah, you're happy but it's like is it that eight like night and day like oh okay so nighttime i wasn't ready to do a press conference daytime i am because i'm on nuts you know what i mean it's like it's the, i get what you're saying it's kind of that whole thing and that's how i felt it about comes it off too fake. yeah it just comes out that here's like i like you i agree i felt 
I can't judge this man off of how he's appearing on this conference because it's like you don't know who will go through behind closed doors. You can't. Like, you can, we can say whatever, and we can have our gut feeling. I feel like my gut ain't – I see my gut ain't ever wrong. And my gut was telling me I don't really believe all that. None but you can't outwardly – you can't say you don't have this because we are not him, you know. But I just think that his demeanor not, – I mean, I'm not going to say demeanor. I'm going to say just how quick things change and how quick things are going from A to B. I just think that's what is, like, the, the red flag. Because it's like, oh, you can travel with the team now? Why can't you just travel with us and not speak to anybody, whatever it was, if you were committed to just, you know, holding your end of the deal with your organization? You know what I mean? Like, you might be done with us, but we're still, we were still cutting your checks. We still pay for you to get that house in L.A. We still, you know what I mean? Like, so why is it now you can travel with the Nets? You can do this. And I just think it's a slap in the face. He's a because, fraud. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. And it sucks because it's like he's all this and it's all this neg- this kind of this whole narrative that's, you know, true. But I think now he's, at, like I said to y'all before, he's now next door to us on the Brooklyn Nets. And it's like. He was like, yeah, it's going to be scary. Me, Kyrie, and KD. Yeah, like, just like how reverential yeah, he like, was in this situation. Like, yeah. I mean, that is scary It's going to be scary. No, it is going to be scary. It is scary. Basketball-wise, it is. It is basketball-wise. You know, it definitely is. But I just think it's just a slap in the face to the Sixers, the org that drafted you number one, that gave you everything yeah. you wanted, Every, did everything, everything. for let, you. We killed Jimmy Butler for you. Please like, stop bringing legit. it up. And here's the thing. But at the end of the day, like I've said before on this show, and I'm going to say it again. We literally put Ben Simmons on the higher pedestal than Joel Embiid. We right. did. And here's the thing, but here's the thing. All the people, the only people that we can blame for this is the 76ers at the end of the day. That's the only people we can blame, blame for this. It's the 76ers because the 76ers allowed this and now you got the product which you let happen. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, Ben is who Ben is and like you said, he's been who he is and I know that Sixers saw who he was but they allowed it and they pacified him and now you're mad because he said, screw y'all because you you built this monster. You mean you helped build this monster. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for us because it's like whatever we get, whatever happens with the Nets and with us and with the Bucks, whatever, we could have been the solution to this problem long ago. But we just decided to, you know, be the Sixers and, you know, pacify people, give them what they want. OK, great. So now what? I blame what? the league. I don't, I don't I don't blame the Sixers. How don't you I blame really, the Sixers? I blame the league because we've been doing this. It's been Ben Simmons is really the peak of where we've been heading for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Like AAU basketball and all that, but just because it's common, that doesn't mean it has to be accepted. No, I'm, within I'm the not Sixers saying they're not a part of down. this problem, but they're not the biggest part of this. We've been heading this far for a long time, and Ben Simmons is now the face of it. Where it's like, look, you don't even got to show up if you got five years on your deal. You don't have to come to work. Where do you want to go? You know whose fault we can this make really is, though, right? Because we have no choice. Huh? You know whose fault this really is, though. Who? Who? You know who's fault. Just say his name. Nah, I'm not going to say. I say wouldn't it. hear you say because I might be wrong. LeBron James. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say LeBron. But, but I was like, maybe it's somebody he else. He was on Sports okay. Illustrated before he even could drive. Oh. Before he could buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, no, take it 10 years later. <laughs> so Look you're, at Miami. So your thing he is. He started the player empowerment. So your thing is the problem with our for league, the NBA worse. is better the, the players yep. being like control of their own destiny. That's what's the problem with NBA. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a complex issue that we don't have the answer to. If anybody did, they would fix this in one off season. Nobody yep. knows what to do. I think it's, it's a 50-50. It's just been a long road. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely 50-50. And but then, how do you fix that? Then? But when, like, when they ask Ben what happened, Ben's the, like, if I knew, I would tell you everything. I'm that like, what? <laughs> that was the answer that pissed me. And then how we smirked about it. Up. He yeah. smirked about yeah. it. He was like, if I knew, I would tell you everything, but I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Vince McMahon would have fixed this issue. Oh. I don't know. Vince McMahon would have booked this incredibly. I just, I think you're right. <laughs> Freeman has a good point, but I think that all in all, 
you know, however the, the league is going. Are part of the blame. But I, I do for me personally, I just think the Sixers caused their own demise. Like you built this beast, and then you got mad because he bit you. Like you know what I mean? Think like they played ball. I don't. And I don't. That's what they had. To do. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, like they, they, I mean, they did this with Harden, but this all could have been avoided that they would have fixed the Ben issue when they drafted him and fixed his the little cra- – like, Oh, you know what I mean? was mad when Harden did this in Houston. I came on here and told y'all. I was like, I look, he does have MVP I numbers. I would not vote for him. I don't care. I didn't put him on any all-NBA team because I'm like, I don't like what you did in Houston. I know this is going to lead somewhere even worse. And that's what happened. A year later, he's forcing his way out. Granted, I love it that he came here. I mean, also, he also never wanted to be there to begin with. No, well, I'm talking about Houston, really. Oh. There. So really, when he Ben and Harden are one of the there. same. It was like, we gave you yeah. everything There are two sides wanted. to the coin, yeah. but oh, you want to know, know the difference and why what we're talking about, or it goes back circle to the original point of who Ben Simmons or where the league has gone, is whether James Harden has failed in the playoffs, but he's taken his L's and his W's like a man for the past 13 years. Yeah. The moment. Until there were no more the, chips to play. Exactly. Like, I'm out. The moment Ben Simmons got in any sort of animosity, right, any sort of, oh, I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. So that's where I have the more respect for Harden. And I think it's funny that people are like, so many people, oh, Chris and I were talking about this um, off air, of just like how many people are like, oh, I'm defending Ben Simmons and his mental health. No, you guys feel bad because you made fun of him. And then when he talked about fans and media, Exacerbating it now, you want to act like you're a social just. I'm sorry, a mental health warrior. No, you're yeah. not. You thought it was funny that he couldn't make oh, free throws. You thought he was soft and all of these different things like that. And it's receipts being brought up on certain media members who are now being like, "Oh, Ben got out of Brooklyn. I mean, Ben got out of Philly, and now he's in Brooklyn." And it's like, "Well, weren't you? Oh, what about this? Or what about this thing you said? This you? This is you? So, <laughs> right. for me, there's a lot of those receipts being held against people, and it goes back to we baby these superstar players. We let them feel like they can do whatever they want, and I don't want to get into a whole like ownership and, and worker and employee mentality yeah, but I think but it's a it's a tough conversation but I will say there's something awesome about what Dirk was able to do there's something awesome about yeah. what Duncan was able to do there's something Steph awesome about doing. what Kobe what, what Steph is doing right now what Giannis is, being, is doing what Giannis yeah. is doing being so and why I love Joe so much being so synonymous and sewn in with the team like through good through bad through everything being sewn in and, and being a mutual thing of like hey there are gonna be times where I don't think you're doing enough and there are going to be times where I don't think you're doing enough. It's like any relationship. Yeah. There are going to be moments where someone isn't doing enough and the other person has to pull that person up. And in the end, you, you're going to have your differences, but it's like at that point, it's like either one or two things. You could talk about it, try to work it out, try to reconcile, or you just like, you know what? That's it. Like, we can't do this. The crazy part right. is Joel did everything he could he to try to make it. He did everything to get it. They were roommates to start out last season. They did everything. Well, Embiid did everything. Yeah. And the chemistry was just never – it was never for Ben was jealous. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's be honest. Because the city, when we love somebody, it's we different. let you know. It's different. There's yeah. a difference it's, between we like you and we love, love you. Yeah. We like, love Brian Dawkins. Yeah, it's <laughs> love. I'm about to say, it's like when T.O. Like, got traded here. It's like when T.O. first came here, everybody was saying T.O., T.O., T.O. I got a T.O. jersey at Christmas. Yeah, Every, me too. That's everybody, yep. Same. everybody was with T.O. McNabb was looking at him. It's just like, wow, how come I never got this I love? did all this. Now, McNabb actually had a reason to be jealous. He did. Let's be real. Because the money was about to get weird, too. Exactly. So that was a lot of things that went on with that, and the organization didn't do a good job to handle them, and it blew up in their faces. And McNabb's kind of unlikable the more we learn about him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like T.O. a lot more. One of those things of, like, in hindsight, it's 2020, T.O. was right. I don't know what would have been the solution there, but T.O. was right. And I think this is with the Ben and Joel thing, because if you would have asked someone, particularly Carm, like three years ago, 
Um, who would they trade? Either Ben or Joel, gun to your head, you'd be like, I'm probably gonna trade Joe. I, Can't stay I healthy. Say he that. was fat yeah. at the time. He yeah. was very selfish. He couldn't pass out of double teams. He took oh, terrible shots at times. He thought he was an isolation scorer, flopping around. It was terrible. Yeah. And then guess I, what? He heard the criticism. Lie. I was dying on that hill of like trying to like, okay, I'd rather take him beat, and I was dying on that hill. Oh, you were that. dying terribly. No, you you know you're okay. You crawled out the you know wounded. <laughs> crawled out the fox. Die hard. Die hard. I was like, we can build around Ben. We get more for you. Joel. See what I'm saying? Let's that was a it. thing. I definitely said that. I'm, like, but I'm not gonna hold Ben. I'm not gonna. I've lie. always been a Ben fan. Right. You you know what Joe did though? He took that criticism. Right. Got in the lab. Yeah. And from Once who? He Chuck. Kid, he changed from Chuck, lot. from yeah, Joe, did. from us, from media. He took it from everybody. Yeah, and, and got better. Charles yeah, Barkley and, and Shaq Adams every time he's on prime time. Every yeah. time. And that's also the thing where it's like, when I look at that, here's the thing: the Sixers do have their hand in it, but also the same thing. It comes down to accountability. Ben Simmons wanted no accountability. Yeah. Whereas, like everybody talks about right, that yeah. that press conference about like, oh, Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid had his back. Well, first of all, he's been propped up by the Sixers for five years. Every time the national media got at Ben Simmons, that one-point game that he had, you know, against Boston, mm. that Toronto series when he only averaged <sighs> 11 points, we were there defending him. We literally cheered him. One fan was literally telling Ben to tuck his elbow in when shooting a that free throw. That guy's a legend, during, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on t While shooting a free throw in the playoffs, we literally cheered this man for attempting a three. Yes. There's the thing. When Philly – when Philly messes with you, we have your back no matter what. Yep. And the thing is, is that everybody wants to go to the press conference like, oh, they didn't have his back then. I'm like, what about the first four years? And everybody, one thing that people ignore about like Joel Embiid's comments is like, he also blamed himself immediately right after those comments. I had bad turnovers in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, he said, yeah, we're not going to win with me turning the ball over eight times. And he wasn't wrong. Yeah, and the thing is that Ben, like Joel Embiid took accountability for that. Meanwhile, when you here's what people don't talk about. Ben Simmons presser after that thing, he talked about how he held Trey Young to 5-29. Not accepting any accountability at all, he said like he felt like he did his job, and I'm like, bro, you're going home. Yeah. I don't. I'm not trying to hear how much you shoot, like how much you're holding Trey Young to shooting. At, you know, like have like read the room, learn some tack. That's tr- everything you said was true about him. There, he has no accountability. No, he doesn't. And I mean, I, I think the biggest thing with him, just with the situation. And just to say this in general, I'm not defending them, but I will say this. I will say that I think this goes to a bigger issue with how culture, our society, and just people in general see, you know, mental health, but male mental health, too. Mm -hmm. Like, men with mental health. Like, men aren't allowed to have mental health issues or be hurt by comments or feel, you know— Maybe something like someone, someone, something that someone says, you know, really bothers them. Like, I feel like when it comes to men, it's like, yo, shut up, suck it up. Like, like, stop being soft, stop crying. You know what I mean? And I think not saying that Ben gets a pass for anything because he does not. But I'm just saying, I think just to throw it out there, I think that this is something is a huge issue. But it's something needs to be addressed going forward long term because, yeah, because it's like. Maybe at the beginning, Ben was feeling like, okay, he just got a complex with shooting or whatever because he felt like people were just, you know, coming down on him so hard or whatever, whatever, right? Not saying that he he, had, he was accountable because he wasn't. But it's just I think that the bigger issue with just the things that – just watch the, the way you say things or the things that you say to mm-hmm. people because people can internalize things more than you might think. You know what I mean? And it's like it's easy to talk from our shoes, but it's like we're not in those shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to say yeah. in a general thing. But with the Ben situation, like I said, I think that he has not been accountable. And I agree with that 100% because I defended him. Chris, I sat on the show and defended Ben to the to the end. 
I was like rocking with Ben. So for me to talk about him and talk about what he's not doing and say I'm happy he's gone, that takes a lot because I legit have a Ben jersey and shirt. Okay. What you mm. gonna do with that jersey and that shirt? It's gonna just stay in the closet. I don't burn. Like Chris yeah, said, I, don't, I ain't gonna burn. I ain't gonna burn it. That's a hundred something dollars. Just, nobody yeah, I'm just, that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just keeping the closet. Keep it in but it's like for me to say this. For me to say all this, it's like I really am just seeing the bigger picture, and I'm kind of just fed up, and I was just done with it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I just hate the fact that because the national media just doesn't know like what actually goes on in the city of Philadelphia. They pre- they pretend oh, like yeah. they know. Oh yeah. But it's yeah. like oh, you yeah. can't sit here and act like we're the reason why Ben's mental health. Where meanwhile, when you look at Markel Fultz, like and I, and like me and Jamal talked about this off air. When you look at him, he got hurt. He had his issues. He had his um, struggles, you know, on and off the court. But when he got on the court and when he was doing well and he was doing people cheer with him, yeah. yeah. But listen, even national media. I was watching something when that game with the with the Mavs when the Sixers played the Mavs. Remember the court? um, Mm -hmm. And who was who was the guy that was um, commentating with the um, RJ Richard Jefferson? No, 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 no. no. He was he was in the studio. He no, he was in the studio with the um, the WNBA chick. Um, I forget not his name. Not Chini McKay. She was with Chini. Uh, yeah. J- not Jalen. No, it wasn't Jalen. It was like an older guy, black guy. But he was. It's not. I know. I know Richard Jefferson. I know Jalen. It wasn't them. It was somebody else. I forget his name. Whatever. Mark Jackson. What do you say? No. So what he was saying, he was like talking about the trade, and um, Chini was talking about saying like the Sixers fans to be patient or something like that. He was like, yeah, you know, the Sixers are waiting to get harder, but they just got to be patient. That's something that Philly fans just can't seem to do. And I was just like, I literally yelled. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like I tweeted it. I was just like, "You don't know." Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just the comments. The comments people make. Tony Roten, turn up Tony. Right. Turn over. It's just. But what I'm saying is, it's just the the narrative of Philly sports fandom is just a joke. What are you talking about? (laughs) Philly fans are not patient. What are you talking about, bro? That is not. That is zero case. In the immortal words of Jason Kelsey, nobody likes us. We don't care. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Nobody. It was just like when I. I hear certain little like jabs and like little comments. I'm like, yo, like, do you understand? It's just but here's the but, but like, the thing about it is, it's like this is just shows you how broadcasting is going away from journalism. Before you had to have some journalistic integrity and actually have facts on things before you spoke on things. You got an opinion on things, but it's just like, yeah, now what's up with y'all hockey. actually knowing yeah. what the hell you're talking about? You don't you don't know what you're talking about. Do you watch all the Sixers games to say, do you, like do you, no? Stephen A. Smith is the highest paid person in the history. I haven't watched of sports a media. second of him. It's in two all years. just No, in the history of sports media, I really want y'all to think about this. Yeah. And he has never played a sport. I mean he played I guess D two HBCU basketball, which I do not want to disrespect. Any HBCUs go HBCUs and basketball. But like come on. And you didn't even play. You were like on the bench. Yeah. So for him to be the end all be all of this opinionated talking head era. It, I blame him and Skip Bayless for all of this, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because they were two columnists who he has just, a, used to He write. has a vote in the NBA MVP. That's wild to me. I mean, most media members no, do of that stature. It's, it, it's all Podcast media, pretty much. guys do. Podcasts. But that's yes. my point of, like, the people who control the narratives, and that's why a lot of these players, like Kyrie's and stuff, people want to make fun of them, and I get it. He's a flat earther, the anti-vax stuff, whatever, whatever. But a lot of what he says in KD and why their bond is very easy to see if you're really paying attention yeah, to it yeah. is they don't want to cut through all the BS of, like, nah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, even KD was one of my favorite highlights last week was, like, him doing the picking of the All-Star game and how just, just disinterested he was to be there, like, this is stupid. But did you see Charles Barkley finally break him at the end? <laughs> Make him you laugh. can see the smile starting, and then he put it away. I'm <laughs> like, that dude's trained. He don't he's like trained, yeah. Because he's like, I don't want to play y'all games. Yeah. I, I was the guy who played y'all games, and I was the good guy, and I never said anything. And then all they I did was 
I will say this, and it's funny because at the time that it happened, Freeman was the biggest proponent of hating it. I'm sure your opinion I hasn't changed. Him, I'm sure changed. your opinion hasn't changed. But truthfully, if we just break it down to normal civilians and you say one of your jobs that you're working know, really I hard know. at uh, and your co-worker sucks and he's trying hard, but, but he just everything he does he is the opposite of smart basketball. And then you see this other guy over there, and it's like this restaurant that just runs so smooth, and everybody's having fun, and they're winning awards and stuff, and they offer you a job to pay you the highest paid player or the highest paid chef. You're going to go. So why, when he does that in his profession, we can judge him as a person Because I did not like it. No, you cannot like it, but people were calling him Cupcake and a snake and and all types of stuff like that. I still do. I still do. He created the greatest offensive team in NBA history. It wasn't on my team. I don't want to see it. I I like three teams. You could have went to any of them, and you didn't do it. I'm not forgiving LeBron. I'm not forgiving KD. Those are case closed. (laughs) Nothing is changing on that. Nope. Oh, Ben Simmons, too. I will never change how I feel about those three guys. LeBron, I will watch that his thir- uh, when he does his last dance or whatever, when he's on the team with his son or when he wins a title his last year with Cleveland. Please let it be that. But I'm still Bro, like, Cleveland is not going to be in position to pick Bronny. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know. I think he's going to go to Detroit. Just to clear up, just yeah, to no, kind of like bring in the whole thing bring with the Ben thing. Out. I think that with the Ben situation, I don't think Philly fans want bad. For, didn't they? I mean, in in essence, in essence, in essence, now they want bad for him. But I think in general, they would never have wanted that mm-hmm. if he was just like Chris said, accountable for his actions and his failings, yeah. and stop blaming other people for stuff he couldn't do. And you know what I mean? It's just stop being. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> but um, but that's why it, it was I think implied, that was the yo. biggest thing. That was the biggest thing. If yeah. he could have just been accountable for himself, I think that we, the Sixers fan would have been like, you know what, Ben, good luck. You know, good, you know, good luck in your future endeavors wherever you go. You know, you it didn't work out with us, but yeah. you know what, you good with us because at least you tried. One and at least you're accountable for when you failed. Yep. Two, one of those but you things. didn't do those things, so that's why Philly fans are like, "Yo, screw Ben, goodbye Ben." But of course, the national media makes it like we just pounded Ben and weren't there for Ben and blah 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 blah. And like but, I said, and I. And Chris, I agree, not agree, but I I still would not step down on what I said about what I I do think that what Joe and Doc said in those press conferences they shouldn't have did that. Regardless yeah, no, of, you keep it in re- house. Yeah, regardless of uh, them being fed up or Ben deserving it, they shouldn't have done that. And that's, that's like, just for the future future reference. Don't do that. Just don't do yeah. it because that'll avoid a lot. Because when it all comes down, when it all crumbles down, and they pick the pieces apart, you can never say that Joel and Doc Rivers has something to do with it. Listen, we played our part. We played our role. We didn't blow up the team in front of the national media, which already thinks that we have issues anyways. So. Yeah. That I would never stand out on that. But Ben, if you were accountable and you could have and you know owned up to your failings, and we would have rocked with you, even leaving like goodbye, Ben. Well wishes. You know what's the worst, worst part of this? What is that? Him going to Brooklyn, he still won't have to take any accountability. That's what oh I yeah, was he won't have. Say. Oh I yeah, to with this team, Sacramento, because like, then what about carry a lesson. team? Carry a team. Yes. Go ahead, buddy. Show me now. Yeah, be a Joel Embiid. Now you have a team where you have two of the greatest offensive yep. players of all he's, time. He's yep. gonna think he he was like the number two guy there. I'm like, he's gonna be what? like Philly missed out on me. Oh, yeah. Look what look I'm doing look here. Look what I'm, I'm setting screens and, and yeah, hitting exactly. people at the dunker spot. Ben, ben, ben will always finals. be the same issue. Ben will always – he will never learn. He'll, he'll never, never he'll never learn and grow because he'll never have to. But isn't this a lot of this generation of athletes? Yes. Jordan lost it's numerous times. It's our fault. LeBron it got killed numerous times. Kobe took a lot of L's before they brought power in. Like, people yeah. used to take their That's licks. Bro. That's why, at the end right. of the day, you love Dean. 
Even if you're not, I don't know how y'all feel about Dame, but like, that's why we respect Dame. Dame. I'm like, Dame. we get it. He, you're loyal. We get it's it. to the point where he's so you're loyal to us, like, dog, yeah. break up. Like, it's okay. You don't got to stick. Right, like, even I think it's bad for you. Get out. Get out, yeah, like bro. That's true. Once again, oh, man. once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJY and the Running Back Sports <laughs> Show, Sports for the Culture, episode number 100. If you Woo-hoo. want to call or join the discussion, can drop that call number? 215-763-9596. And as we chose, as we close this chapter on the Ben Simmons saga, for now, because it's gonna come up. March it's, 10th. Yeah. March, oh yeah. Yeah. We gonna run it back on March 10th. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Check Good play with words there, Chris. Good play with words. Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be the nationally televised game. Then on 1030, be sure to check out your Portland Trailblazers <laughs> versus the Denver Nuggets <laughs> for the 14th I'm time this season somehow. It. I'm, cool. I'm probably going to watch that. I ain't going to lie. I like Composo. Like I'm not going to lie to you. Composo be hooping. Composo's pretty good. I ain't going to pray. He's fun. He's fun to watch. I'm just watching. I'm just watching for Anthony Simons now. It's his Ooh. show. Ooh. That boy like, that's wait. a bad show. No, because he like no CJ, no damn, it's my time to shine. No Norman Powell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> b- before we go into the next topic, if Kawhi and Paul George comes back with this team. That's not happening this year. They're not happening. They're, they're waiting for this they're summer. Wait, they're yeah, waiting. They're next waiting year, next year. But next year, scary. The West is going to get deeper. Scary yeah, hours again. Being good. Oof. Yeah. That's so rough. Yeah. But we've done 100 episodes, and one of the more important staples of that entire show has been Carmen. And – as in Carm's Corner. So, hit that intro. No? You didn't have a Carm's Corner prepared? Let's go. So, Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. the Super Bowl was, I was happy because I had Over 112 million people watched it. Hurt. Yeah. And you want to know the funny thing is, the most watchers out of all the states was the city of Michigan. Of course. Yeah. Of course, They're like Detroit fans are ring. nothing no, if not, nothing loyal. That's y'all ring. Do you did you see those shirts where it was like Detroit, uh, like Detroit Rams? Yeah, Stafford shirts. I'm just like, bro, I had some self. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Seeing the video of Odell crying on Von Miller got me. I shed a thug. No, tear. that got me. Too. I shed a tear. I'm not that gonna lie. Me, yeah, I, I love I love Odell. You know this, and yeah. I hated that he was a giant. Once he wasn't a giant, I was like, whoo. No, I cheer for him. I got the. Kill. I didn't mind when he was a giant. I was like, I get to see you. Twice a year, this year yeah, it's gonna be fun. Hopefully, you don't that's win though. That's but seeing him on the Browns, I did not like that. Oh no, it was terrible. Well, that, that's just that was Baker Mayfield. I ain't even gonna do it, Chris. But you we know. Boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering it. why you was looking at him like that. I'm like, is that your boy? Yeah, I, thought, I thought Aaron Rodgers was your boy. No, no, no. That's different. That's oh, that's hold, different. That's, that's a love. There's the you church of like Aaron Rodgers. That's different. There's a whole. First of all, it's Roger Lations. Yeah, see what I mean. What team he going? He's staying the Whatever game. team he going to is now my second favorite team in the NFL. I tell you that much. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> like, if he leaves Green Bay, he's like, oh, what's your pack? No, it was not. I would is call him Phil Rogan, but. What team could he go to and you'd be like, it would be like how I treat LeBron now. It's like, I'll never forgive you for this. But if you win a ring, I might clap twice. That's it. <sighs> I guess it would be Dallas. Dallas. Right? No, but see, Dallas is so ridiculous that it wouldn't happen. It would have to be a team where Washington. Washington, yeah. Because Dan Snyder's a piece of crap, so if you take his money, I yeah, would hate you. That defense is good, right? Yeah, no, it would work yeah. perfectly, and they have receivers say, and everything. All they need is a quarterback. And literally, Ooh. all they need is a quarterback. And a wide receiver, too. And I would hate they him for it. They need a wide receiver, too. Yeah. Well, don't, don't you commanders. automatically get Devontae Adams as well? Aren't they like a joint package? It'll force you could. You just got to make that money work, yeah. 
Now, Devontae, I, I don't know, wish that for you. Devontae, we got a real good quarter. I couldn't say it out my mouth. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I was going to try to pitch mm. Devontae Adams on playing with Jalen Hurts, and I couldn't. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I'm couldn't not do doing it. I can't do it. I'm not wasting my time my on quarterback, that. Man. <laughs> That's, I'm like, that's your you right. That's your quarterback. quarterback. I'm like I'm like bro. If that ain't not, my QB one. All I'm gonna say is like Devontae. Listen, if you want a quarterback, I'm like either stay with Rodgers or go be uh, teammates again with Derek Carr. We got nothing for you here. Yeah, no. I, I would whisper to him like the janitor. Just whisper. Don't do it. He can't throw. <laughs> <laughs> he can't throw. <laughs> yes, he. he <laughs> you know he'd be great in. He'd be a great seven on seven. Like you know. Oh, yo, he'd be great at that flag football. <laughs> Ooh. Incredible. You know Incredible. what? I wish the Arena League was still here. <laughs> Jalen Hurts would be a legend. He, he, that boy, that boy good. That boy be that good boy in the real. That 50, <laughs> he'd be throwing bombs all day. 50 yard bombs. <laughs> the entire field is left. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Nah, don't do that. That's our quarterback, man. For we now. got to rock out for now. For they now. They're talking about we might go for Jimmy G. No, you know who <laughs> I want, Chris. You know who I've been calling for. Now, mind you, investigations pending. If, oh yeah, do it, do it. But do it. Do if it, those it. investigations turn out to be, um, how shall I say? Oh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sweep those under the rug. How, just... how can we talk about Deshaun Watson? What do you mean? With He's a quarterback that... in the NFL. We no, need I mean no, no, not with what? not with all that baggage. No. What? Hell no. I like winning football games. That's, that's fine, terrible. But I, don't, but I, don't, I like that's winning a bad football joy. But, <laughs> but the allegations against him, I, I don't like. And regardless, I'm a Raiders fan, so that's I've been through way that's worse fine, but this I don't, season no, no, alone. No, 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 no. You don't get to do those kind of things to women and play football fair and square. No, like all, jokes, like all jokes aside, if he is you found guilty of those, he should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. What, Sean? You think he's coming back? I don't no, think I think he's. His case. I, I will say this: whatever the situation is, all jokes aside, the team ain't even helping. If he's found this. innocent, then it is what it is. I can't really, you know, people are still gonna. Because here's the truth about things like that: is even mm-hmm. if someone's mm-hmm. found innocent, once you're a charged or even thought of in that light, you yeah. never can get that stain off you. Your court of public, you're never getting that stain off of you. You can't. So the only thing that I can say from a sports standpoint is, if he's found guilty innocent in the court of law take that for what you want in the court of law no. um you know at that point no i'd money. proceed and say he would be the best option because our offense remains the same and you get a higher ceiling version of Jim literally Hurts. the same offense. but if he's found guilty then no i don't want him then at that point i'd move on yeah, to my second option which is russ good brother first name sierra russell. might really like philly <laughs> i mean first name russell last <laughs> name wilson first of all that's kind of my first option I mean, Russell if you want Wilson. me to be honest, the only reason I don't want Russ because I think Russ doesn't want us. It's like the fear of rejection. Yeah, true. I don't want to call and then you don't pick up the phone. I won't be like Alicia like Keys on the voicemail. Him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you get the hot chocolate with this. Don't do that. Come I just want to live in a city thing. where, on one hand, we have the Saint Russell Wilson, and then we got James Harden at Delilah's. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. Thing. Russell Wilson is somewhere at a church doing yes. the, uh, a canned food drive. And he can't find and Harden James for Harden game just- two. <laughs> It's like, like, you know we got a back-to-back. He's like, what? Oh. <laughs> All right, come out, drop 25 and 15. <laughs> oh, I would love this city. Russell like, Wilson's such a good man. He's such a good dude. God, Sierra, God bless you, girl. His mama going to be in the city, listen, She had to take a lot of L's before she got the rest of the No, she did, but listen, them L's was worth it. Them L's will be here. His mama coming to the game. Who? Be there, Russell Wilson. Mama. Russell oh, Wilson's mom is tough? He go with his cake stuff. Wait, wait, wait. She cake. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cake, yo, James Harden's adding a lot to this team now. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. What wow. you mean? Oh, you ain't been around for these segments. 
Yes. He got an ass. Look but, at Charles Barkley. But, yeah. but. You're too late on it. Look at Charles Barkley. Sorry. Round mound to rebound. Mm-hmm. Why did he get them boards? Booty. He's out there with Kevin. That's what about cool. Kevin Love? Kevin Love is different in these guys as we did in the last segment. Jakob Pertle. No cake. No cake. Can't but get a board. But the European dudes, they be getting them boards. Textbook basketball. Nikola Jokic is built like Hank Hill. <laughs> and he be getting boards. <laughs> he be getting boards. So I'm I mean, done. I, wow. I just didn't exactly. saw was Hank Hill's butt. I'm or like, Nikola Jokic. That's 15 boards. That's 15, that's 15 boards. boards right there. And eight assists. A night. Stop playing with that man. <laughs> Yo, so James Harden we, is one of the best post defenders, especially at his position. Because he got that lower oh, center that gravity on the cake. You can't move him. He might be it's the ridiculous. worst built superstar in NBA yes, history. That's why we have Joel Embiid and got a him. Belly I'm built like, in. like it's terrible. State line gonna be popping at. Oh, him game. and yo, him and Joe eating together. It's gonna be terrible. I'm like, yo, just get in here. You have to get the, the Philly cheese stick. Yeah. I love him. Oh I love God. the cheese sticks. It's gonna be fantastic. The boards are going up. The boards are going up. And, and Tobias Harris has proved me wrong with my theory. No boards for this man. His boards have not changed at all. Tobias caking out there? A little bit. A little bit. Well, we I can't. was like, why are you getting five boards a game, bro? That's at least seven, seven boards back there. Exactly. I say it every game. I'm like, give me seven, man. Give me seven. Don't forget it's like, that. I can do that by Don't forget 12 the, uh, points. Don't forget the Sixers aficionado for Cake, Cake Milton. Cake Milton. I talked about that last. Oh, time. I was God. like, "That's his new name." I was like, "Cake Milton out there. He be getting boards, not just because of the long arms, caking out there." I'm like, "All right, man." I look at my team. I, I don't know what y'all be doing out there, but I look at every part of this team, up and down the roster. These are some rebounders. I'm trying to tell you right Even now, the we're boards one of the are going worst up. Rebounding teams in the league. That's not our fault. That's not our fault. I would like to blame Tobias Harris completely for not getting enough boards out there. And we just lost Andre Drummond, so that's going to hurt us even more. Andre Drummond, that's a lot of buns. And that's a lot of boards. That's a lot of buns and boards. Gone. All right. Shame. This has been this has been rich. You just gave me an idea for it. (laughs) This has been truly rich. For another business venture. Buns and basketball. All right. Well, back to the Super Bowl. So that's already a thing. I just want to talk about the halftime show. What did you guys think about the halftime show? Oh. Y'all liked it? Y'all enjoyed it? It was a good times? So do we want to talk about the like actual performance or do we want to talk about like how performatively corny that entire thing was? You thought well, it was corny? okay, look. Well, I mean, First with the all, Brian Flores class action suit and then y'all going to parade <laughs> all these classic black artists in Eminem in front of Eminem. us. <laughs> right. I mean, B-Rab, Eminem. B-Rab. B-Rab. I'm sorry, he's B-Rabbit that night. In front of us. And I was supposed I to be like, yay, this is awesome. Now, mind you, I was at work rapping the entire thing. So I'm not right. about to say that it, it, it wasn't awesome. Yeah. It's the great music. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you guys put Jay-Z in charge of music and all of these things. And it was supposed to be like this modernizing or more culturally opening up of music that we allow at the Super Bowl instead of just either international artist or like Beyonce. So for me, it was awesome. But for me, it's also like rubbed me the wrong way. It was just like, well, what does this mean if we can't even have a black coach on the sidelines for this game? Right. You know right. what I mean? So like. So I've been asking regard. people that question. I'm like, what would, who would you like to see do the next one? Because I really enjoyed the last performance. I don't know who could I thought it. the weekend was great. I thought last I night was incredible. Yeah, weekend was great. Yeah, last night was incredible. they didn't like it. I really liked it. It was all right. 
like I like it was Bruno, memeable. Like it was Bruno Mars did the damn thing. Like when everybody was hating I, on Prince, Prince, Prince out in the rain, the Prince out That's in the, the rain doing one, the guitar yeah. solo. Like come on, yeah, you're never topping. You're not topping that. You're not. And Justin Timberlake a hater for even thinking he could, but. Ooh. I'm glad I missed that whole one. Y'all not gonna speak on the J Lo and Shakira one? That Listen. one was good too. Who? It was great. Who? J Lo and Shakira. That one was good. Great. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, don't, don't even get me started on this. I mean, I mean, let me just let me just let me let me, let me just break this down for you, Jamal. Let me just no, break it down for you. Hold, hold, hold. I'm a J Lo stand. I'm just trolling. Hold, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. Hold on now. Let me let me get the gavel out. Hold, hold on. on. Hold so on. All I'm gonna say is this. Hold I on. couldn't really enjoy it because Why? that was the Chiefs Super Bowl oh, and we like, was freezing. Oh yeah, outside. we was outside freezing. That, oh, oh okay, that's fine. City Chiefs that, bar. That was rough. But it looked good though. Listen, I just rewatched it because I watched the one that just happened and. Just the theatrics and the entertainment of that show was amazing. Yeah. Like they had just the lights, the different dances, the ele- different elements. Like it just was entertaining, like from front to back. And then they brought in rappers, Spanish rappers. I mean, obviously it was more Latino based, obviously, yeah. but I think it was great to see because Did of people come out. No, it no, was um, it was Bad that. Bunny and J Balvin. Okay, That's well, I lo- That's so That's but it was Bunny. an amazing halftime show, and it's just I, I loved it. Not even trying to be biased because I love J-Lo, but I, I was honestly no. just really well done and entertaining. Now, my problem with the uh, halftime show that I just saw, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but I wanted more. Like, I wanted more songs. Like, I thought maybe, like, Eminem could have did maybe one of his classics and then Lose Yourself and then Still Dre or whatever. Oh. And then I thought maybe I was I was, I was was dying to hear Jen and Juice. Like, I was just waiting for, like, so much. I'm in Somebody the LBC. Said. I was waiting for that. Waiting. Somebody said that lose yourself is dreams and nightmares for white people. <laughs> no, people I laughed for ten people minutes. People talk about that. No, people talk about that. No, seriously, people people talk about how lose yourself is a song. That's how Matthew said. How lose yourself is a song they play before they go out to like you know go to the yeah. gym or they like something something they big is happening. They play before the club. They're playing. But I can I can like, see I can in. see that though. I can no, see that though. No, I can though. see that. I was, that's why it's so funny. No, seriously, I'm like, that's true. Seriously, it's true. That's true. It isn't like a up, like kind of get you, get you going with song. (laughs) One opportunity. No, for real. Y'all making fun, but it's so true. true. So I wanted more from M. Mary was just Mary, you know, rocking with Mary. Yeah, she, she. I wanted her to do like real love or something. She didn't do real love, and then Fifty. Real love, you know, not a real Super Bowl song, though. I know, but it's just yeah. like the way, it's just such a merry classic. You know what I mean? I just felt like it would have just got the crowd hyped up. Like, Truthfully, uh-huh. I knew they only brought her to do Family Affair because it's a dream yeah. beat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally, like musically, well, I already knew what that was. Too. It's one and of his best beats. Yeah. That's why he did that. Yeah. Fifty coming out was a surprise, obviously, which was cool. But I, I kind of saw that, yeah, coming. Yeah. But him with the remake with the, with the beater, I was just like, Lord, that beater don't look the same. But you know what? He still looks good. He just got a little chunk. He was grinding him up at the party. I was, I was like, leave Fifty alone. I will say this. With that the cool undertone, the fact that Snoop Dogg brought Death Row a week before the Super Bowl, yep. and then Death Row was on top, and Suge Knight was somewhere in a jail yard, like, dang, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Finally, finally. But I just think, be. in terms of the performance, they could have done more with like the stage and the setting, like that that box. Like I, I liked how the, the, what they were trying to do, like the LA feel and the house and yeah. the cars and all that. That was cool. But Where I think the that they should have made it three dimensional. Like it was, it was, it was the Tupac Yeah, it was just like, one. No, but the whole no seriously, that stage bothered me because if you weren't facing, if you weren't facing the opening of the oh, stage, like, from from like say you were there, oh, yeah, if you okay, were there, okay, if you weren't okay. facing like that opening, you just saw the back of the the whole what the whole the whole yeah, performance. Yeah. So it's like you only could see it on the TV if you were there. 
So I just feel like they should have made it bigger, more three-dimensional, like just to make it more of a performance. Because I just felt like it was cool if he was facing that side. But if he wasn't, it's yeah. like you can't see nothing. Yeah, you can't see a thing. Most of the time they go with circular stages. So you're right. I don't know why they three dimensional. Yeah, yeah, like every, every every I've never seen that. Like oh, a box. True. You're right. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Also, I will say this. Kendrick does not get enough love as a performer. Ooh, the house was jumping. My only I was hyped when Kendrick My came only on. issue with K Dot for that performance, and I'm gonna What's be honest, that? was that you chose to do two songs from your best album, but like your least Fitting stadium. of the stadium, yeah. like it's you could have did. Money trees would have banged in that stadium. Yeah. Humble would have, humble would have been stupid in that stadium with yeah. that. But I just felt like, all right, like I'm, all, I love all right. I, that's my wake up song yeah. in the morning. Like that's a really good I, song. Like I'm not mad at it. So I'm yeah. not upset that he chose to do two songs from Tupac Butterfly. But it was just like. Kendrick, I feel so like Dre was like, what do you want to do? He was like, I know what I'm going to do. And it's like, God, Ken, why you got to be that guy? Ken? It'd be like if they would have got Cole. I feel like Cole would have picked two. Slow, slow the beat down, y'all. I'm going to rap to y'all. Oh, I fell asleep. I don't <laughs> First things first. Rest in peace, uncle. Oh, oh my God. Now's not the time. Yeah, I don't when know. When is the time? <laughs> but the kneel, but when Eminem kneeled, when he kneeled, apparently it was for Tupac, not for like the Colin Kaepernick thing, where everyone kept like I watched a couple reports. Oh, I didn't think about Colin people were all, saying that yeah. like yeah. like I think Good Morning America, yeah. Today Show were all saying that the kneeling was for the Colin Kaepernick thing, but nah. I, I heard it was for a Tupac thing because I guess when Jay was on the piano, that was he's playing Tupac's like intro yeah, yeah, or whatever that yeah. was. Yeah. So I think yeah, that yeah, was a big because you know, but of course it has to be coming into that like oh the Colin Kaepernick the kneeling. Like this whole narrative that just came about with that. I didn't even know that happened. That yeah. Happened. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, when they brought out the piano, and yeah. he does the beginning of uh, uh, I Ain't Mad, I ain't at, mad you. at You. Yeah. And, and Kendrick kind of did it. It was a prayer for like, like shout out to Tupac. He always referenced. He feels like he's Yo, the spirit animal. Exactly. Of yes. But I, I enjoyed the performances. Oh. I just thought I just wanted more. And then I just wasn't happy with the stage. And I think it was kind of like the timing is kind of funny, like yeah. with everything going on. And now you have this. Like, I definitely think it was kind of like, we'll give you this. But the rest, y'all still ain't getting. Y'all still ain't getting. Oh, exactly. Kendrick could have did now or never. So Mary J was there. Who, no, who, I, like, who, I liked it. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying you did. Oh, okay. Who would you like? After Ooh. this? Yeah. I don't know. Like? I didn't. I did not like Justin I Timberlake's mean, one at all. I, he, I haven't seen a second. You could that. do. You could do. Uh, if you want to go for international, you could do BTS. They're huge. Okay. Uh, I that's just somebody who hasn't been catchy. done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's catchy. People would dance yeah. and whatever like that. Yeah. It's not necessarily what I would want to see. Um, I would love oh, to see that. My sister would Pump. love it, though. What about a you mix? What Daft about Pump. a mix? You got to get them back together, though. I know. I mean, they'd be all right. That, you could do a Daft Punk and then, yeah. like, I mean, the obvious answer, and I feel like it's going to be your answer, so I'm going to say it, is Kanye. I mean, he's the obvious I mean, answer. The kitchen at work yelled at me for thirty minutes about it because all Kanye's been in the news a lot because he will not stop. Why is he doing this with Pete Davidson? He not gonna be. <laughs> he not gonna be. <laughs> I, oh, I love it. I'm like, yes, bully him, bully him. What did Pete can Davidson I, do? It don't matter. <laughs> can I just say something though? Last thing I'm gonna say about the halftime. I didn't yeah, like yeah. a meme I saw when they were like fifty year olds hated it and anybody under, under 30, thirty don't I know see. who they were. Yeah. And I'm just like, that I mean, is complete cap. false. I'm like, what are you talking? I was 29. like. 21-year-olds know. People, like, like, my little brother who's 20 years old knew who everyone was and was yeah, singing the songs. Saw all the songs. So yeah. it's just like, I just think, I just want to point this out, which bothered me really bad, was that when it comes to where our media is going and the way our culture is going, especially in America, it's like the ageism thing is just getting out of hand. It's like, if you're this age, you only like this and you can't like this. If you're under this, then you won't know this or understand this. It's like, bro, first of all, when Dre and them came out, if we were all born in the 90s, whatever it was, yep. we were babies when they were like in the height of their fame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like besides yeah. Snoop. 
So it's just like, what no, are you talking about? But you got to peep. Yeah. Doggy so, style is 93. I was But you know, in the 2000s, yeah. Snoop you know, came out with Beautiful, yeah. Drop like, It Like It's Hot, all that. Like my mom you know used to be a DJ back in the day, so it was like all that hip-hop stuff but was that's already like, like. That's for them. Like My mom was yeah. like, that's like for my mom's 53. She's like, that's like for Dre and them. They came out when I was like young. You know, when I was, In the club. Yeah, in the, yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. So it was just kind of like. 100%. For, I didn't for fret that, over that, it's a meme. I, no, it's not no, a headline. No, no, it's, it's not a, a no. It's no, it's a meme that has been uh, circulating is everywhere, yeah. and then people see it. And I just think that just ties into the narrative of ageism in this country of people just putting people in boxes because you're a certain age. Mm. And I don't like that. That's my take. I don't like that. No. I just don't find that. I'm I just, just tired like of seventy year olds just making laws for people like us. Yeah, I have a problem with that. I think it should be an age limit. It all, but it all it all trickles down though. It all trickles down. The stuff that we see, go. the stuff that we see, the stuff that even with that, like mm. yeah, I think that certain seventy year olds have a really skewed sense of things, and but not all of them feel that way. So it's just like you're Most just of them do. But you you like pigeonhole people. Like yeah, I just think all that pigeonholes people in in just in our society and our culture. <laughs> I don't not like leaving it. this man alone. We not. We not done with him. Uh, Pete Davidson, you will feel this wrath, but Kanye should do the next halftime show. Shouts out to them being there at Mickey D's commercial, pulling up in the tank. The Very LeBron fly. commercial was my favorite. That was commercial. the best commercial. I, I, and not, and that not was even so like good. legitimately, yeah. I've watched it a hundred times. Yo, I thought for, that was I keep seeing it on so sports Reddit. Cool. It's so good. How did they get that CGI? That right? CGI was incredible. And then like even the, the <laughs> conversation, you could tell like he got in the character. It's like what I would so really well. say yes. to myself. Yes. Yeah. You could tell he he definitely probably has something to do with that. Like, like the actual the premise, idea of yes, the commercial. Yes. Exactly. One hundred percent. That was really even how good. his room was probably set up. He probably you know what I mean. Everything. Yeah. That did gave you, me did goosebumps. You see the LeBron so commercial? Yeah, that yeah. was cool. That, that gave me cool. goosebumps. What was your favorite commercial since we're talking about things besides the second half of the game? Right? Oh, uh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we damn. had no, we had no horse. In damn, shiesty. Mm. We had no whoa, horse. Whoa, in this okay, race. first of all, now we back on the game because they ain't no listen. <laughs> Joe Burrow got sacked eight times by one of the best assembled. No, I know, but he made a, he made history. a couple mistakes though. Jay. He did. I mean, yeah. He made a couple mistakes. He made a couple it's low his throws. First go at it. He's not. Tom no, but Brady. I'm not. But he, no, but I'm just saying that <laughs> look, the little things in the, the in the O line led to their demise. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it the Rams just. Up to yeah, him. I mean that's yeah. all. But I, I feel you though. They definitely let him get hit like 37 times. Like that's you know what I mean? He got hit right? a lot. But it, you know, my favorite commercial just to answer the question. Yeah. Um, dang, I like the Zendaya one. I thought that was cute, and I like the um, <sighs> the seashells one. The Whatever. I thought that was cute. Whatever. Oh, Andre 3000. No, that's not even a commercial. I'm just over yeah. Zendaya as a Why? Because you for her? being so popular. Why? Yes, she's so cute. Like, that's how I feel about The Rock. First I'm like, of first oh, oh, my God. Oh, the Rock's oh, oh. intro. Yo. I was like. I have not watched it yet. No, you know, what's, you know what's great? What's and why, that? like, now I, I've, I've done a full 180 heel turn on The Rock. <laughs> just because as a kid who grew up idolizing The Rock because yes. he was a black champion yep he has he has thrown his blackness in the garbage once he got on and now all of a sudden he's only samoan or only polynesian when it's and he's then he's black when it suits him hey i mean i I got receipts too i can't speak all of a sudden you do rap tracks now 
That's Every wild. time that pop pop up in memes, I'm like, I will throw this phone out the window. I don't watch Stop any rock. I don't watch any rock movies. I don't uh, watch at, any rock. Who after saw Jungle Cruise? The Paul Rudd commercial was good with Seth Rogen. That was yes, that was oh, good. Yeah, that, that was, was good. Good. I like Real I like the Salt and Pepper commercial uh, where the animals like was eating those uh, flaming hot Doritos. Yes. Oh yeah, that was good. That was a very. good I like commercial. the NFL one too with the kids playing Madden or whatever. And then the, and then was, Lamar and them kind of come out the screen and start messing yeah, up the that house. Was, that was that looked really fun. That was awesome. I would have freaked out as a kid, and that would have. My, oh, I have been geeking you, out playing NFL Street, and then in they the pop house. up out of there. I'm like, yo, this is awesome. And so you get hit with a game breaker once. <laughs> like, but let I'm me like, just I'll say this, beautiful. just to say, just to end it off. I legit think no one can ever top Whitney Houston's um, Star Spangled Banner. No one could oh, ever man. top it ever. Yeah. Like she did the best anthem you could you ever. Never seen Fergie's. <laughs> oh my god, that's a joke. I've never finished that video. Whitney either. Houston, like, this is like the girl that did it, the, the black that's country star yeah. that sang hers mm-hmm. is cool, but yeah. legit nobody gets out Whitney's. Like I rewatched it, like, I legit I rewatched it because I was like I miss Whitney. Like I miss Whitney. She might yeah. be the greatest yeah. singer of all time. Yeah, see, I, I think just she is. I just had to rewatch it because she when you watch that video, she just does it so effortlessly. Yeah. She's just sitting there singing a song, and you know she's just smiling, looking around, like it's nothing to her, and then she sounds amazing, like she's killing it so hard. That it's like nothing. Makes me sad though, because like that was a tremendous. Time. And then, yeah, and she's you know, gone too soon. Due to the circumstances, yeah. it no, is. You can say what the circumstances was due to Bobby Brown. I'm. D- <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. You gotta watch. You gotta watch the Whitney. You gotta watch the docs. Whitney said, "Listen, I'm a Jersey girl. Okay, I get down." Yeah, exactly. That's she was fact. doing that yeah. dirt before that, but again with Bobby did not help. Yeah, Bobby didn't help, but Whitney and then already that said talent just diminished. Yeah. And we're so much alike. <laughs> just a ghetto boy and ghetto girl. Right, right, right. That's what she tried to. She's just saying. I put that on like Netflix or something. That, Bobby and Whitney? Yeah, put that on it. That was actually a good show to watch. I, I remember watching it as a young mm. Yeah. That was entertaining. Also, little plug, speaking of shows, Bel Air is actually is pretty good. Oh, I'll I never know. know. Are you watching it? You're not going to watch it? Nah. Why are you boycotting it? Because. You got to have a Someone good Someone was like, it's a I'm drama. Petty. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess Fresh well, Prince was like a comedy yeah, drama. That, yeah, no, drama. it definitely had a lot of drama moments, but that was part of like the '90s sitcom era. Yeah, you could be yeah. lighthearted and also be like, but your dad also, don't want you. Yeah, like, but this is all drama, and I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> no, the one thing I do is that it's a fan adaptation of what he thought, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air yeah. was like. But during this has been process for a while. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, like, the one thing I do like is that Will Smith liked it, and then like he decided to like, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna fund you, and I'm producing and all that. I feel like that part is cool. And no, then, that's like, great. And then, like when you know you're watching it, it's like it's like it's actual real Philadelphia as of right now. It's like they got dreams and nightmares playing. It's like you can tell like they're actually I didn't like that. You can okay, tell. you watch so, it? No, just when I saw dreams and nightmares in the trailer, no, I was like, no, but all really jokes aside, like through. I give you a perfect example of one of the scenes. So like he has a little skirmish with one of the guys from around the way or whatever, yeah. who's like jealous because he went to juvie and they were both on the AAU team. So he's like, oh, play me later, whatever the case may be. And, like, they show up to the court, which is the pit, which is down, like, 49th Street. Yeah. Yeah. And then Flexion and Flashing by Sam Santana is playing in the background out of somebody's car. I was like, that's legit. Y'all did y'all research. That's real. Bike Life Rex was coming down 52nd Street as he's, like, walking down 52nd Street with his mom. I was like, y'all put real effort into it. That's That's what I'm saying. Go watch. They put real effort into showing how from Philly he was. So when the transition happens. He was about to play basketball later. He literally drove off in an ATV. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like they, that that's was pretty like, accurate. We yeah. all had a homie. I'll tell you off air what he says when um when they're playing the game and then he dunks on some kid. It's one of the most Philly things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I feel like I know what it is already. <laughs> and uh, it's rated R. Well, rated R TVMA, so you can I've imagine they let it. Once. Did y'all I, see? I did y'all see that the? I mean, I don't know if this is like common knowledge, but I just read this that 
the Fresh Prince was based off like Benny Medina's life. Did you guys know that? Like, Who is that? Benny Medina is uh, uh, he's like a famous manager. He was J Lo's manager. He is J Lo's manager, but he's managed other people too. But um, yeah, he's he's he was from he's from Watts in Cali, and he moved into he he met a, I guess like a white friend, and he got close with them and moved into their garage or backyard garage in Beverly Hills. So like. I literally, and they said that Will talks about it in his book Will that he talks about how Fresh Prince was loosely based off Benny Medina's life, but it's just they made it Philly because it's like far away. You go from Philly, the East Coast yeah. to the West Coast, instead Most of from right, instead of going cab, from uh, Watts to Beverly Hills, which is around the corner. I know, I know the full version. But like legit, that. his Fresh Prince of the Bel Air was based off Benny Medina's life. And it was like, a, like it's crazy. I was, I did not know that. Did y'all yeah. know that? No, I ain't know that. I had no clue about that. Shout, Shout out, out to Quincy it. Jones for yeah. putting that show on air. Yeah. Jones Don't look at Quincy Jones. Quincy album. Jones can't help you. Quincy Jones, he's still helping people out there. That's he wild. Helped, he helped produce the Weekends' last album. He produced and the Corday song on one of his new albums. He is going hard still. How old is this? He man? might have another child out there. I think he he's might. like 60, 69. 69. I think he got he's about eighty nine. Is he really? Yeah. Quincy, no. Quincy Jones, Jones was writing songs old. for Frank Sinatra. He got to be yeah. seventy three. No, he's got to be like early eighties, late eighties. How old is he, Chris? Eighty two. I'm gonna go. 74. Okay. All right. Uh, he's 1951. Wait, hold on. 19. Told y'all. He told y'all. No, he's, no he's, way. he's 69, ain't he? Ain't no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> it said 1951 to the present. 51. Just... Yeah, so 58. He'd have been no, 63. No. 51. Chris, it should come up. How old is he? Just type in Quincy Jones' age. This is 88, no y'all. 88, yeah. 88. 88. Oh I to, I he's 88. 89, I tried. He out here. Turn the camera around. Show this man. That is an 88 year old man. <laughs> Wait. Why? Who? Where'd you get 51 from? No, I said he was born in 1951. No, he was to start his career in 1951. No, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. wasn't born in 51. <laughs> he if he's 80, if he's if he's 83, you never he's, seen the, the he's not born Jones? in 51. Oh, okay. I know, but just oh, okay. The sound so his years active. 51 he was in the yeah. He was in the 50s. He was in Switzerland. Yes. He left because it was so racist here for jazz uh -huh. musicians, and for some reason in Switzerland it was a huge jazz. They really okay, moved okay, out okay, of okay. Was doing his life. Why do I think he was the real life Dos Equis man? Like, wow. have you watched his documentary? It's no. incredible. Yeah. It's on Netflix and that's just called Quincy. He said in it's the so good. That's There's not even the, the rated. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. rated R version. He a wild bull. Story. He was yeah. out here. Lena Horn. He he had some legends. Also, did not know Rashida Jones was 45, but yeah. Yeah. She looks good. She looked good for him. His daughter. She was in a Super Bowl commercial, too. Of course she was. I forgot yeah. who Who's his other daughter? Rashida Jones? He got another one that does acting or something, right? Oh, also, just a little side side off his manner, he picked. Jim pick wrong. Who pick wrong? Jim. Oh, the Jim from the off. Yeah. Huh? Go with Rashida Jones every time. I have no reference Who did point he for this. Pick? I don't Who watch the office. He, he picked Pam. Yeah, don't Wait, what? I'm confused. I don't know the joke. Um, so the There's off a mediocre the, show it, called The Office, <laughs> and it had. Hey, I put you on to it. It's still mediocre. Yo, it I is. enjoyed it, it is. for a little bit. It is. I watched it, then I'm just like, wait, Very Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm like, this is that, that's better. a better version, but still, no, Brooklyn Nine Nine is one of the best shows Fox has ever produced. That's not saying a lot, bro. Hey, like don't the Simpsons, do that. Bernie Mac show, <laughs> and then the Bernie Mac show is the best show. No, that's such a good show. So and then good. Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's so three good. shows. It's like Simpsons, then Futurama also. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. All right, but I'm not counting all them cartoons because that's by one guy only. Matt Groening just was out here. Yeah, right? out here getting a check. He never got to worry about anything. The rest of his life, keep working.
Just like Quincy Jones. You 88, sit down. Wow. Get from behind the keyboard. That's amazing. He's that still outside. Amazing. He's probably like, we That's outside. what's keeping him, you know, healthy when you're active and you're doing what you love. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, seriously. He definitely not. So, I mean, and like, the being active must not help. Is still so good. It's ridiculous. The mind, man. The mind don't He age. never loses touch of the culture. Not I think he's really the perfect not. example of everybody wants to say baby boomers or older people don't get it. He never loses touch with the culture. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah, fly. At any point. And he's... Yeah, exactly. Like you think like we talk about, he you started in the forties and fifties. You can't pigeonhole. He worked with anybody. Oh, Doctor Dre, you need help with this? With cool, the I got Beatles you. Too, man. Like, was writing for everyone. And he told them, "Y'all not really good at instruments." Was composing <laughs> was composing music for movies, for commercials. Yes. Like he's done everything. Production. If there was a check to be had, he has. Cash. He was Nick Cannon with talent. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> God. Oh. Oh Woo! God, uh, wow! Anyway. He hit us with that. That's the thing. That was the low, low hanging fruit. Because he doing all the stuff. That was the low hanging That was a low hanging fruit. So wait, we know. So Nick is Nick? Does. So is Nick Cannon TJ Maxx Quincy Jones? Yeah, the bag is nice though. The bag is nice. Like, look at what he got his hands in. He can produce some records. Look he what he got me. his hands in. Yep. Yo. In a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. He got, his, <laughs> wow. <laughs> he got his hands in a lot. Wow. He got ten kids this year. <laughs> he had That's ten. Just this year. Ten the year sons. Ain't over. Right. He the had, show goes on. Yeah. Listen. Wait, in twenty twenty. In twenty in twenty twenty two, he's had four children the man, so far. The man. The really? man. Yeah. That's now what, I'm kidding. I don't know. Following in the footsteps of the great. He's had so many kids. Oh, he's killing it. Wow, killing man. Who was by far? If there was a kid to be had, <laughs> he made that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real. No, wait. How many kids does Christian Jones have? Google it. That's the how that's many kids I mean, do that. Like how actual many, kids? Yeah, like Google how many uh, kids he well, got. There's no way. Because if you don't got more than no Nick Cannon, we can, we can talk about this later. How many kids he got? One, two, three, four, five, seven. Seven kids. Okay. <laughs> now we gotta ask how many baby moms. Now Nick Cannon, he's beating him. Yes. He's beating him on, on that. Now. I don't know. They all I'm playing with Quincy Jones. Seven. <laughs> yeah, oh. Ain't no duovers. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like the type of get out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work. I gotta compose this commercial real quick. Come like on. The PL, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> this man got a seven deep lineup. He's ready for game seven. Yo, oh for real. Gosh. He can run That's a, a small damn football shame. game. That is a want. damn shame. These men. <laughs> All dogs. Yeah. Shout wow. out to Phillip Rivers. He said, "I see you and raise you six more kids." <laughs> My boy got thirteen. Antonio Camardi. You know what? I I see you out here. Oh, yeah, Phil Rivers, he does have a lot of kids. Yeah, Phil, Phil Rivers has like 12, 13 the kids. They all that, live on his ranch. Also, the fact that both of those guys were on the same team and the Chargers really didn't think about, you know, we could build an in-care daycare for this. You really, sh- they should have, honestly. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of kids, kids in practice. I'd have been mad. Yo, Philip, tell your four kids to get off me. All the other nine is over there playing. I'm that sorry. That would annoy <laughs> me because it's like, all right, when the parents come to pick them up, it's just two parents. So I'm like, wait, what? That's all these kids? I think kids that's the, the – shout out Philip Rivers' wife because – Lord. 13 kids, like, wow. Elise is on his Philip Rivers home. <laughs> credit for that. I'm saying nothing about this. Credit part. for some credit for that. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> we still got about a few minutes Nick left. Cannon. One of the. You got. Wow. Sorry, Don't guys. him for the broken homes. That's listen, not fair. He, he listen, he's. He, he still loves his babies. I'm about to say, that's at, fine. Least I'm sure all, at least they know who his dad is. I mean, great. That's perfect. I'm sure they'll Shout see him. The 50 cent they'll see him. Uh, wow. So you just go out. So you think it's okay Nick that Nick Cannon, Cannon has all these no, kids? No, I'm saying they the toxic in different homes? I mean, oh, okay. if we really want to yeah. see that we only got three minutes left, it would get real deep into like, uh, you know. Uh, do you, let me just ask you, do you think it's okay? You got I mean, that money. In the nuclear family heteronormative way, no. 
But in the fact of like if he's if he's polyamorous, nuclear family isn't not about nuclear. It's just about being present for your kids' lives. I mean, but can you not? So what you're you assuming mean? if he doesn't Shout live in the home, he can't be present. There's only so many hours in the day. What if he, all his kids have games on the same day? He's not making his autumn games. Hey, then that Remember means he just got to start wearing protection. <laughs> Let gotta, him see him. Here's the thing. Here's Oh, simple future. I don't think you want to see his. Oh, simple solution. Future son's last name is Wilson now. You might want to look oh, yeah, that up true. on public <laughs> record. I mean, listen. Oh, here's, here's the he thing. Just his all kid. the if you got a bunch of kids, just make them all play at the same team, so that way they're there for all of their games. Moderate, make them go to the same school. In the words of Dave Chappelle, moderate problems for moderate solutions. solutions. There we go. Shout out, That's shout smart. out, Russell Wilson, for flipping a a normal Man. tried and true BS thing that is said on his head. The good guy does win. He took ten King Toxic's girl. Yes, King Toxic to- took her girl. Then was like. You not getting in my pants till we get married, and then <laughs> raised her child. Shout out to Russell Wilson, man. Shout out to part. Russ. One shout time. Out to, I, shout I out to that. all the real, <laughs> the real. Yes, no, no, no. The middle part was like, no, there will be no coitus. Until no coitus we get until we're married. I'm like, Brett, come, damn right. Relax. Hey, damn that's right. on him. If, if he's that into it, he was balling out with it. Shows the, it shows the devotion. That's There's what I'm saying. Nothing wrong with that. That's completely respectable. Never stronger. There's nothing wrong I'm with that. that. Y'all can make it sexual. Y'all, y'all can make it sexual, but that's that's doing the right thing. And the word. That's how it should be. Go ahead, Russ. And look at that. that. Deep ball and look never at that. Exactly because their relationship wasn't and built words, on that. It was not built on, on sex. Built on love it's and commitment. And a relationship, from. not a not Yo, a lust. Exactly. I see a lot of people don't know the difference between that scene. Mm. Shouts out yes. to Kanye trying to be with his kids. Kim, <laughs> Kim, are you listening? He could have just been with his Kim, kids instead of he could have just for the rest. Every time he I'm like, you're right, but you could have did this like you could have did this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not because Wyoming. You want to know what it is? It's not even that just somebody slid after his girl because a lot of people have been with his oh, girl. Yeah. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. It was Pete. They, he saw on the pictures like him, <laughs> not him. Out of, his out ego of took over. When it was the game, he ain't say. He ain't said it because he don't want no smoke. You don't want no smoke the game. He like Pete Davidson. Ah, body slam Pete Davidson. Ah, body him, and that's real. I'm a bully. This I, I see him winning that, but it's not gonna happen, bro. You too rich to be fighting people. Stop bullying. Actually, no. Keep bullying him on the internet. It's hilarious. Well, the girl left him, so. His Man. new chick. Kim? The 30-year-old. Yeah, no. No, no. Julia the, the, Fox. The, the, the new girl, the white girl. I, I heard he you left keep... her. I heard she, she left was like, She was like, she was like, I was never in love with them. I was like, damn right, I mean, girl. They, know got, that. they got what they wanted. Yeah, they was like, let's take some pictures. I'm with like, Madonna yeah. and Floyd Mayweather yeah. and Antonio Brown. That was a really toxic Give room. Give me some yams. I'm just like, what conversations? Everything about that room was very toxic. I would love to be in there. I'm like, bro, what conversations? And sad room. I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, my life ain't that bad. I'm the brokest dude in the room, but these some sad people. I'm the brokest by far. These by, people by have mile. problems. By a mile. I'm doing well. I'm drinking y'all Perrier water, by the way. I'm I don't like, know. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, I'm like, I'm this take, robe is real nice. Yeah, this where you get this from? Is good. Why is it coconut? But this is still good. I'm right? taking a JBL speaker. Yeah. I'm like, y'all ain't gonna miss this. I ain't gonna miss this. <laughs> I'm like, y'all are some not okay people. <laughs> that picture, it I felt, I don't know if this is correct term, I felt ashy looking at the picture for some reason. I was like, I don't feel right. It was supposed to be a flex, like, but it was just three yeah. sad people, Madonna and Julia Fox. I was so all sad people. Yeah. It was all sad. All right, all right. <laughs> Before all we, right now. But, but before right. we close out this one hundred episode, real quick, Matthew Stafford, Hall of Famer or no. Yeah, he'll yes. get in, but yeah. I don't think he should. He he will get in, and he deserves to get in. I don't. Believe I don't. I. 
thing is, is that the biggest thing about the Hall of Fame is like, can we tell the game of football without you? We can't say now we can't do that without mentoring Matthew Stafford's run. If this is Tom Brady's last year, we gotta tell how like Matthew Stafford broke the street. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the Hall of Fame, in my honest opinion, is becoming the Hall of Really Good. Yeah, and that's Thank how you. I feel. I'm like, Thank e- you. like watching Eli Manning getting into the Hall of Fame after two good playoff runs. Granted, longevity also had. Wait, a lot Eli to got in. He's gonna get. He's in. going to. He's getting in. But what? I mean, the bigger question is, what are the criteria for? Like, what are the official criteria of how do they get picked? That's what a good question. I know they sit down in like, the room and they have it, vote has on it changed over me, the years? I feel like, the game to me, for me, it's not like you were at the very best of your position. To me, elite at your position, which in my opinion, I don't know how De- Devin Hester did not get in. Because I felt like elite specialists. And well, because special teamers are always undervalued. That's why kickers yeah. and punters are the least represented people Those in the Hall of Fame. Forever, if they yeah. even get, if they one. ever yeah, get, yeah, the only one yeah. like I recently like Adam Vinatieri probably will get in. Oh, yeah, if he didn't already get in, he'll get in. You can't tell. He has iconic. He has iconic kicks. Yeah, yeah, legitimately. Justin Tucker will eventually get in also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't feel right. like I don't feel that with Stafford. It's like okay, you had one good run. You only had one playoff, uh, one good playoff run, one pro. So wait, how's Calvin in? And I get it. I know. I'm, I know. It sounds like I'm asking know, a ridiculous yeah. question, yeah. but do you get what I'm asking? Nah, you? I get you. I get He's got you. seven years worth of um, elite production. Oh, honestly, if you ask me, he shouldn't have been first ballot. So really? you see my point? Really? Yeah. No, he definitely should have. It was the. It was the Randy. I call it the. So there's two type of inductions. There's the Jerry Rice, where you reward the production, and there's the Randy Moss induction, where it's like, come on. Yeah. It's so, you know the name. You know the name, so you have to put him in. Yeah. Megatron, you say I'm, Mars. Listen, I'm, maybe it's jaded for me, the fact that I literally had to wait, watch T.O. wait for years. Meanwhile, Calvin didn't even have close to T.O.'s numbers. And having him to like get in for his ballot, maybe that's the jaded part of me. But Well, T.O. did a lot of that himself, and he'll never but have never accountability for it. But are we, are we rewarding success, or are we rewarding you know your production on the field? I feel like it should be both, yeah. to be honest. To be equally okay. But then it got petty with... Terrell yeah. Holmes. That's what I'm saying. And they Terrell Holmes has never had an off-field incident. He's never put his hands on women. He's never been in any sort of allegations. His thing was he didn't play the media's game. Yeah. Like, they'll probably try to give Beast Mode to run around. Even though if you check his stats, he's a he's, he's a Hall in. of Famer. He's in. Yeah. Okay. I All think right. he's a likable guy. Yeah. I love I love Marshall. Yeah. my favorite people ever. I for a reason. Yeah. I was watching his uh, interview on The Pivot the other day. Fun guy. Great guy. Absolutely. Once again, Chris Thomas. Chagall Kime. Jamal Thomas. And it's free. And you've listened to the 100th episode of the Running Back Sports Show. We want to thank everybody who is listening to. And hopefully we get 100 more. Until next time, we will see you next week. Later.